0: Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. Today's episode is brought to you by StarCast on Fight. And if you haven't already, what are you waiting for? If you like this show, if you like the good old days of professional wrestling, man, StarCast on Fight is for you. How's this for starters? Three doses, count them, three doses of Tony Schiavone. For starters, we're going to get a peek behind the paint with the man called Sting. What about another great friend of the show, Arne Anderson? This will be the first time Arne has made a major appearance like this and definitely the first time he's had a live mic in his hand in decades. And considering all the rumor and innuendo, that should be a very interesting show. We've also got something for the old Jim Crockett fans. Sit down with Tully Blanchard, Magnum TA and our man Tony Schiavone where they relive the I Quit match. But best of all, when you're watching the show, you can interact as well. You can ask your questions live on Fight. Oh, I forgot. What about I buried the lead. The roast of Ric Flair! And Tony Schiavone's there. You have got to see this. It's one low price. It's just 59 bucks, And you get 22 shows, both live and on demand in glorious HD with unlimited replays. If you enjoy what we're doing here on WHW, I implore you go check out starcastonfight.com. I'm telling you, you'll be glad you did. And we appreciate it. <laughs>
1: Bucket for First Arcade, 605 NWA, TV title, Cajun Omni, The Bunkhouse Stampede, Flair and Horseman, Garvin, Bogey, Magnum, Dusty, Express Tag Team, Turner, in Mid-South Joy World Championship Wrestling, Talking about the great
2: years of World Championship Wrestling, the NWA,
1: and Jim rocket Promotions, Tony and Friends thought they win. look, Shivani's back again, world title split off, center stage, Bischoff, Disney, Hogan, and Nitro, New World Order, and the Crow, Under so, our catch champ, Vinnie Mack, simulcast. Tony's back with Conrad, not your classy podcast. Watch a try time, not too loud. Lois rules, cat bass. Was this wasn't the initial plan. Tom's like a good-looking man. Quiet like Bill, make a chair. Tommy, you come over here. What
2: happened when? WHW Monday. And now, let's go to the ring. And here's your co-host,
0: Hey, it's Conrad Thompson, and you're listening to What Happened When? Tony Schiavone! What's going on,
2: man? How are you? What's up, Conrad? How are you is the big question as we inch closer and closer and closer to Las Vegas. I'm concerned about you, buddy.
0: I'm, I'm concerned con- about me. My banker's concerned about me. We're, we're pulling out all the stops, man. We're, uh, we're doing it big in Las Vegas for StarCast, and I'll be glad when it's over. I'll be honest.
2: Yeah, well, you know, you put yourself into this. And, uh, there's no question what you have done and it's no question how big it's going to be. And then when you told me, you said, uh, I'm not going to do a starcast cast too. And then you said, I think I'm going to do one. I went, okay. And then you said, "I probably go do it in Las Vegas. And I went, whoa, whoa, whoa hang on a second. hold on, that, that's, 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 that's big time. That's inter at sin city. That's the entertainment capital of the world, man. Holy shit. Donnie Osmond, Marie Osmond, Conrad oh, Thompson. Oh gosh. I can't." George straight. Holy shit. All in one. How about that? Yeah. Oh, well, I don't know what
0: that means. I didn't have a choice. Yeah, You on do location. know what that means? Yeah. A E W is what's calls and all this, uh, double or nothing is right around the corner and they continue to roll out more stuff that gets me more excited by the day for the big show. If you haven't already make your plans to be in Las Vegas, this Memorial day weekend, I know uh, Tony's going to be there. I'm going to be there. And Tony, you have uh, really stepped up and. Uh, become a, a leader, uh, in, in my little star cast brigade for organizing this show. And I appreciate all your efforts very much, sir.
2: I love working. Uh, I love, uh, you know, you and I have talked about me loving being a producer and that's what I always wanted to do. And, uh, so thanks for letting me be a part of it. I'm having a great time. Uh, although I am working with a bunch of slapdicks like Dave Silva and Chris McDonald and who else we got working with us Oh, Mike Dockert, uh, Dawkins,
0: uh, our gimmick attorney our costco attorney yeah uh you know it's funny because people in his office heard that and yeah. then thought he would be upset when he heard that i referred to him as like the costco of trademark attorneys right and, and he wasn't he took it in great stride and knew exactly what it, what i meant and well okay that's enough behind the scenes let, let, let's address it head on here you don't like working with slap dicks, right
2: uh i don't mind working with slapdicks but uh, you know my whole life's been I mean I've got like a bunch of kids that are slapdicks. they're slap of the baseball park they're slap of the football stadium so I thought maybe I'll just step away
0: from that and do some behind the scenes work well hang on I've got an idea alright if you're wanting to get away from slapdicks but still need to make a great income you can always go drive for Atlas there you go that's a hell of an idea that's why you are who you are
2: because you come up with those great ideas And here's the best idea about driving for Atlas. The money you can make. Holy shit. I read this, and I read it again, and I looked again, and I thought, really? Between $143,000 and $197,000 average per year? Do you know how many people... You know what income bracket that's going to put you in? I mean, not many people make that, comrade. I'm guessing a good one. Yeah. (laughs) Your first year... Between 143 and 197K, your first year, depending on which of the three divisions you drive for. Home time, up to seven to 10 days, depending on your routes. And our man is Brett. the hit man, man. He and his Andy's team's going to hook you up. So if you're owner, operator, give him a call today. All right? If you're new to the industry, you're ready to ride off to the sunset. Go new places with our buddy Brett at Atlas. Here's your number, 877-778-6959. 877-778-6959. Uh-huh. I could be a jingle singer, don't you think?
0: No, I don't think you can, but I do think you could drive truck for Atlas and you can make a bunch of cash. And uh, tell them how to do that one more time.
2: That's 877-778-6959 or check them out at facebook.com/driveatlas. slash facebook.com/driveatlas. slash Here's their website as well, www, you know that. Driveforatlas.com forward slash wrestle. Drive for the number four atlas.com forward slash wrestle. And get in touch with Brett, the Hitman Hartman, and Drive for Atlas today. Straight up, buddy. That's our buddies at Atlas Fan Lines.
0: Well, you know, I think that uh a lot of our listeners are, are listening about Drive Atlas and are probably gonna be looking to make some more money. I know this is the time of year where. People start to talk about going on vacations and maybe it's time to look for a new house while the kids are out of school this summer and maybe get into a new school district in time for next year, whatever the case may be. Uh, so why not check out Drive Atlas? Let's talk about what we're here for today, though. ECW, Guilty as charged, 2001. This is the last ever ECW pay-per-view. And I know you're going to say, oh, but they did it in five and I say, shut up. That was the WWE's version of ECW. This is the real ECW. This is the Paul Heyman owned and operated ECW. And this is the Swan song. The last pay-per-view, uh, the writing was on the wall. They had uh, fallen behind on their payroll. A lot of their talent uh, was not being paid in a timely manner. Some not at all. And, uh, the pay-per-view paydays were lagging. I think, uh, people have, have learned about that over the years that you don't get your pay-per-view check for months. Several months sometimes. And while the revenue was going to be there, eventually it wasn't there yet. So, uh, TNN decides to get in bed with WWE and that puts ECW in a precarious spot. They're going to lose their television, uh, but they've got, you know, magazine revenue. They've got action figure revenue. They've got video game revenue, uh, but they're going to need some sort of television rights deal somewhere. The clock is ticking. Heyman runs out of time. He can't catch up. And that's a wrap for ECW. So this is a depressing show for me oh uh because this is the end and this is the end of something i really really loved it's probably similar to how you felt when mid-atlantic went under you know growing up in that mid-atlantic territory right and then when they sold out obviously you were already in the business but if you weren't as a fan this is probably as close as that comparison is going to get for us i think
2: yeah, I, I, that's a good comparison. Uh, when uh, when the, the name Mid-Atlantic Championship Wrestling was changed to NWA Pro Wrestling, I, I'm sure that a lot of guys and gals and people in the Mid-Atlantic area were very upset about that. So I understand that. I understand the end of an era, so to speak. But the good news is is I, I'm, I'm excited to see Rob Van Dam and Jerry Lynn in a cage.
0: Well, let's uh... – let's talk, let's get into it because i think you're gonna well you're gonna see some things differently maybe for but i know lately you've been looking to uh see some things a little differently and you started using four Hems yeah uh, four com is a one-stop shop for both hair loss skin care sexual wellness it's all in one and this is a pretty cool deal because thanks to science ed can be optional HEMS is going to help you connect with real doctors and get medical grade solutions to treat ED and well-known generic equivalent, the name brand prescriptions to help you combat ED. No snake oil pills, no gas station counter supplements, prescriptions, solutions, it's all backed by science. And one ED pill starting with a V just came off the patent on December 11th. And that's a game changer. What that means for you is now no waiting room, no more doctor's visits in person, no lines. And you get to save time and money at 4hems.com. It's very easy. Answer a few quick questions and have a chat with your doctor for a confidential review. And these products will be shipped directly to your door. And severe ED isn't just an issue for old rich guys in bathtubs. It affects men in their 30s and 40s. And being your best means performing your best. And we've got great news for our listeners right now. You can try Hems for a month today for just $5. That's right. A month supply, just five bucks. We'll get you started for just five bucks while supplies last, of course. So, see the website for full details and safety information. But this one's cost hundreds of dollars if you went to a traditional doctor or a pharmacy. So, go to slash win. That's W H E N, like what happened when. That's F O R H I M S dot slash win. slash win. A uh, pretty cool deal here, man. Uh, Four Hems has been a sponsor for us uh, for a while, and I know you were using it to uh, treat your hair, mm-hmm. skincare. Right? They got it all over at FourHems.com.
2: Yeah, they they do hair, skincare, and you know, you know how much hair I had been losing, and, and how now I'm looking better. And
0: I mean, now- you're feeling so good about yourself since you started using Four Hems. You pierced your fucking ears. Uh well I had already pier I just re-pierced my ears. Well, you went and got new cubic zirconia. <laughs>
2: <laughs> what? Yeah. Well, it was 14-karat gold studs though. I mean,
0: why would, why would you go to the trouble using real gold if you're going to use fake
2: diamonds? <laughs> I don't know, because you can get by with if you use if you use uh if you use real gold, it's not it's irritating on your ears, you see. Then if you use fake gold or something that and this, well, you know what? I can only explain it to my cool friends. So, oh well, that's not me. Clearly, oh no, no, you are cool. I, I think you should get a. I think you should get a a Pierce. I what? Should, no. Uh, yeah. Oh yeah. All yeah.
0: right. But, but, let's get the Let's get the show going. Can we wake up Lois? Can we get the show on the road? I'm I'm ready to talk about ECW. All right. Let's bring Lois in and get this thing going. Lois, come on in here and give us your countdown.
2: Guilty as charged. That's Tony. Yeah, he's guilty as charged for getting his ears pierced for the second time. The second
1: time. What a dumbass. Three, two, one, play.
2: The following program is presented in its original form. It's the end of ECW. Any connection with the WWE should be ignored. Da, 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 da. You know what the, the words that music is? We buried another promotion. The following program is rated TVMA. TV motherfucker asshole. That's what you're about to watch, motherfucker. You're an asshole. You can activate parental controls from any device by going up your ass. This is extreme. This is the end. This is Conrad jerking off. No, it's not. Whoa, what? What do we start out with here? So it's
0: Paul Heyman attacking Cyrus, the virus. Who's a representative okay. of the network. And you can see that Joey styles is not happy with that. He, here we are at the Hammerstein ballroom, which we have covered before it was the home of ECW one night stand when they came back in 2005 and there's our fearless leader and there is uh, the franchise they're trying to build Rhino. And look at this. He's going to pile drive no Sandman's wife oh. through the table. Holy shit. Yeah, spearing cops. He don't care. Yeah. Well, I, I, that's
2: pretty good build up to to make him a badass. But a pile driver to the table who agreed to take that shit.
0: Sandman's wife. And look at that, a pile driver off the top rope for Kid oh. Cash. Yikes! And here's oh, we're a, gonna do it again. Fuck Spike Dudley. Yeah. Oh, and look, there's easy money right there. Yep. Who we've talked about in WCW. And how All about right. Kid Cash doing a little flippity doo Uh, Wow. <laughs> and they all fall down. Wasn't that great? That was tremendous. Kid okay. cash with the hurricane Rana off the top rope through a table for Mikey Whip to Jerry and super crazy tearing it up. I mean, these guys are, you know, this might be the end, but they're still doing some awesome shit. Look at that. Yeah, the just, Snapper. That's his stone cold stunner. Yeah. You know, here's the thing about this.
2: And, and of course I didn't, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't ugly motherfucker. Right.
0: Ooh, oh, my God. <sighs> what were you talking about? I, I think you were saying ugly motherfucker.
2: Oh, no, I wasn't. Oh. oh, what if she still got that?
0: Still got, yeah, she still got both now, of them. I know. That I was talking about the the white. That's of The outfits. The, oh, she's got both of those outfits. What did you think I was talking? Look at this. Wasn't that great? Steve Carino is just a the balcony, swinging canes <laughs> on the balcony.
2: Oh my God. Hang it on the balcony, hang it on the fucking balcony. Hang it one one hand. What? I I go back to this and I know you saw this, the John Oliver thing on wrestling where he was hammering Vince and all that stuff, but he did say how much he liked wrestling and he said, yeah, boy, there's, there's our, our buddy.
0: How about CW Anderson? Have you ever seen him before? I have not. So it's not Gene Anderson. It's not Ole, it's not Arn. it's CW
2: CW. Yeah. Go to the table, uh,
0: the backwards way. How about that? Yeah.
2: Like he said, like John Oliver said, you just got to love the entertainment value of wrestling and buddy, if you're not entertained by this shit, my, here's my question though,
0: Conrad, hang tight. I want you to focus on what's about to happen in this match. There's a part, a part in this match that will definitely show. I want your opinion on.
2: Okay. During the match, we're doing these highlights here. These highlights Oh no, they skipped it. Okay, go uh, ahead, continue. Oh, I, I was just saying that uh, you've got to be entertained by this shit. It How just, could you it's, not? I know it's just it's just great entertaining. You, you're telling me that you wouldn't. Are you all right, oh, Don Marie? Yep, I'm oh, sorry. Did she just? Is she? She's bouncing there. Was she? Are you all right? Yeah, I I was drinking, I was drinking some coffee just now and I just kind of, are are Francine, stop that. Are Francine and Don Marie going to have a fight here in the show?
0: Well, I mean, what do you think? Oh, I mean, I hope they're not wearing short skirts and wearing thongs. That'd be terrible. Here's my question.
2: Can you, this, these highlights are so phenomenal. It's like, okay, that's great. Fade to black. We're done. How can you, how can a show top what we're seeing here?
0: Well, it's- what they're doing is they're showing you clips from the Miracle on uh, 34th Street or Nightmare. Or I don't know, fucking whatever it was. It was a December pay per view for ECW in 2000, and uh, it was ripping on the old or spoofing off of the old, um, uh what's it called? Uh, Miracle on Thirty Fourth Street, you know, the Christmas movie or whatever. Yeah, right, right. The field. Well so then they did one like Massacre on Thirty Fourth Street or something like that. But you get the gist. Same building, uh and it's the same hot crowd. And look who it is in the middle. Joey Styles and our great close personal friend, Mr. Joel Gertner. The lyrical miracle. He's so fucking cool.
2: (laughs) Now that's not the Dusty Roads jacket, but it doesn't need to be. That's not Dusty Roads under there either
0: by the way i'm gonna need you since you're getting svelte growing facial hair putting cz's in your ears yeah you know taking four hems to get your hair you're probably doing a lot of blue chew to get that cock meat right yep uh you need to be wearing this let's let's listen to what joel's about to say here because joel's usually entertaining for you
1: If it's a crime for my cock to be large, then, you know, I'm always guilty as charged.
0: What do you think about that? If it's a crime for my cock to be large, I'm always guilty as charged. (laughs) Can you imagine how much more fun Nitro would have been if you and Mark Madden were able to talk like you do in real life?
2: Uh, Joey Styles, trying not to laugh. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Be serious, Joey. <laughs> uh, I have a serious question. I'm listening. Do you think the advent of ECW kicked off the decline of society?
0: Oh, my God. Listen <laughs> to you. Really? Really? Why would you say that? But just
2: because, I mean, now we're out talking about our cocks and we're out looking for blood and we're out with the, the more violent, the better. I I, I don't know. i just, is a question. It's, it's a valid question.
0: I'm not arguing that. Okay. He's taking over the show here. <laughs> well, I mean, it's the open of the show. Yeah. You can tell fans are ready. Everybody's standing. Right. Everybody's ready. There's a sign in the back that says, Chris Shepherd is gay. Oh, yeah. If that's really true, that's a terrible way for him to be outed to his yeah. family. Because I'm sure his mom is watching ECW Guilty as charged 2001. And not and my she, Chris!
2: And if she is, she's she's on the cusp of the downturn of society. We have gone. See, now this is 2001.
0: Isn't that weird? Just to think about how different. Because like you could never say... So, People would never say that on a microphone now, but people would also never bring a sign that says Chris Shepard is gay. Right. I mean, cause now and rightfully so, oh, do you hear Kevin Sullivan in the background?
2: I know he doesn't like this. Okay. Joey and Christian.
0: Hey, Kevin, shut up. Oh, so here you go. Uh, you've got Christian York Joey Matthews, and they're being attacked by the baldies just so you know the Baldies. The Baldies. D A Baldies. That's Tony DeVito. Uh-huh. Uh the uh the guy on the left. Right. And the other gentleman is Angel. No. And hey, th- I- this is definitely the end of ECW, you can tell because these were not uh sort of the our classic ECW stars. These are very much too relatively new to ECW teams.
2: But What's wrong with throwing a person into the crowd right at the first? Uh, g- get him, Joel. Fucking get him. Fuck. Get, fuck! Kick him in the nuts. You see, kick him in the nuts right now, and he won't hit you because he'll be hunched over. He didn't do that, but he got kicked. in the go.
0: DDT on the concrete. Fuck, man.
2: Well, you know, if, I, I've often said this. You know the big elaborate WWE entrance they have now? with the ramp and all the lights and everything and AJ Styles will come out
0: I don't understand that why why do you not like that I like it but what I'm let me
2: finish my fucking anecdote here when I just think when they do that the Joey when uh, like AJ does that somebody ought to come out and try to kick his fucking ass this is what they've done kick their ass in the entrance way and the referee laughed I kind of missed that spot. Didn't I don't
0: I? know what the fuck that was.
2: Yeah. That's all right. He tries. There, there to shit. he
0: is. There's Jerry Lynn.
2: Yeah. Jerry Lynn and, uh, Rob Van Dam with their big cage match coming up. So, uh, this being the end of ECW and this being a very sad moment for ECW, uh, what was the reception to this, to the show fan wise, uh, like this,
0: this match is going to get a dud.
2: Yeah. It's because they're missing a lot of shit. And you know that it's because they're inexperienced too. How
0: about this? This isn't even the match you're going to see.
2: This is just a skirmish. Oh my God. They've missed all these spots in a skirmish. Yes. All right. And what's Jerry Lynn all about here? This got to be a storyline. It's going to be a match. It's going to be a match.
0: Jerry Lynn, of course, is going to join us in StarCast. You're going to hear that a lot today, but he'll be sitting down with Rob Van Dam to talk about their legendary Oh my gosh. How about Christian York saying F you to Tony DeVito? Uh, Cyrus the virus. So there you go. Now Jerry Lynn, who's always been our hero, our baby uh, face. Now he's a heel. He's siding with the network. And that's your match. Match is over.
2: Well, thank God it got over with quickly because there were a lot of missed spots. So so here's the storyline. The network is the heel.
0: Yes, because the network has thrown them off to sign WWE and they're not promoting ECW, they're not helping ECW, they hate ECW. I
2: wonder why. <laughs> I mean I, I I can see I can see where you would love it and wrestling and I love it being a wrestling fan, but I can see that on a nationwide level that a network wouldn't like this. Can't you see that? Yes. Yeah. Now what are we gonna do here? Go we'll make somebody else the
0: So they got to, they got to smoke their celebratory cigars. Oh,
2: I thought maybe they were going to light up a, a doobie or something here.
0: So now you see the were really the henchmen for the network. Uh, All right.
2: So the network is winning, right? Well, and eventually will really win. So there's your first match, huh? And that's a dud.
0: That's a dud. According to Dave Meltzer in his wrestling observer newsletter, we should mention the uh, dark match was Bilvis Wesley, AKA Tom Marquez. He beat Mike Bett in the only dark match. Huh. okay. You
2: know what? I was never, uh, I, I thought dark matches were overdone. I, I know it gave guys a chance to work a little bit, but as far as getting the crowd pumped up, I thought if it's a great, if it's a great dark match and the crowds up and the first match on the show is a dud, they obviously can't follow it. And if the opening dark match is a dud, then the crowd is, it's hard to get the crowd up. Does that make sense to you? Yep. I I just thought, thought it was. Oh, holy shit. That's some serious juice right there. Fuck. For the opening match. Well, it's ECW, right?
0: Jerry Lynn right now is cutting a promo saying that he's the best wrestler in this company and he doesn't work opening matches. He only works main events. And, uh, the crowd is going to start chanting Rob Van Dam. I guess we should mention to you, Rob Van Dam has been MIA from ECW cause they owed him money. So he just quit coming and they have not advertised the main event for this show. So fans bought this knowing we don't even know really what's on this, but we're going to watch it because this might be the end. And they don't know that Rob Van Dam is there, but when he says I only wrestle main events, the fans now have figured out, oh, okay. It's definitely Rob Van Dam because they have a rivalry. You following me? Are you there? No. Yeah, I'm following you. I'm just,
2: uh, I'm just interesting way to do it. Right. Very interesting way to do a show. So overall, how was this show received by Dave Meltzer's, uh, little egghead clicks.
0: Uh, I don't know that we got a reader poll on it, but Uh, you know, we get star and a quarter star and a half, three and a quarter stars, three stars, uh, no, no rating, a three quarter star, a dud. Mm. And your main event is going to get three and a quarter stars. Okay. So I mean, it's okay, but we're not, we're not setting the woods on fire.
2: Wow. So now we've all, we've done all this shit and now we're just going to the open. Wow.
0: I love the open, by the way. This is not the, the open that I love, but it's still,
2: Yeah, it's, I, I
0: think the opening packages are good. I'm going to let the crowd sort of listen here as well. Here we go. Turn the music on. This is the first time I pulled it back down again. This is the first time that ECW really had like graphic packages like this. Right. And they use these for a lot of their DVDs because they had not had DVDs in like mainstream stores before. We could just go pick them up off the shelf. So they're really trying, you know, to sort of uh, get more traditional streams of revenue and they've grown from being the little engine that could. Uh, but it's just, you know, they're trying to grow too fast maybe. And, you know, their their costs uh, outweigh what they're bringing in. So you can't spend more than you make. And unfortunately that was the case here. And, and look at it. Penny <laughs> Jack jumping off. It's just unbelievable.
2: Yeah. You know, you, you got to do this. Uh, I'm, I'm really, uh, I'm really for the boys getting paid. I've never been for the boys getting overpaid. Uh, but I, uh, you got to pay the boys and you have to, uh, for instance, if Rob Van Dam is not getting paid at all and doesn't show that just, that's not good for business. That's not good for what's going on in the locker room. If you get that, I don't know, you get that. I'm sorry. I can't talk with Francine on the camera. If you get that reputation, then, uh, your ship's going to sink. So, so I get it. It's, it's building faster than they could afford.
0: I understand that. So let's talk about, you know, as we're, uh, getting started here, uh, I guess we should tell you what match we're about to be watching. This is, uh, it's gonna be a fun show. I hope you're you're looking forward to this as much as I am because I, I like going down this path. But we've got Easy Money and Julio De Niro are gonna be taking on Danny Doring and Roadkill. Have we talked to any about Danny Doring before? No, we've not. Okay, so I think you'll like this and, and shout out to Danny who I believe listens to the show. I know he's a a great close personal friend of Jeff Jones and I know we follow each other on Twitter, so he probably listens to the podcast, but He's one of the first guys to come through Taz's school and oh. they had, um, like a dojo old school style, old school type, uh, training facility uh, in Philadelphia that the DCW put together. And Taz was like the head trainer and Doring was one of the very first graduates and Taz would, I mean, he'd beat the shit out of the guys in, in terms of just their conditioning. And I mean, he, it was very old school respect. So you hear a lot about how, You know, Buddy Lee Parker would wear the guys out at the power plant. Same thing happening here in Philadelphia. So for you to go through Taz's school, you definitely paid your dues. And Doring did that. But the idea here is that he's going to be a more classic wrestler. So as everybody else in ECW is doing these crazy flips. So they're doing these hardcore matches with all the weapons and violence and brawling. He's just going to like grab a dude and put him in a, a headlock and lay down. And the crowd would start to chant boring and he would think they're chanting for him Doring. (laughs) that's pretty cool. (laughs) So that that's the the idea of the gimmick. Now that doesn't last long. He eventually just becomes just a a good in-ring wrestler and they pair him up here with, um, with roadkill and that became a thing. So him and roadkill are your tag champs and roadkill. Are you familiar with roadkill? Haven't we done a show with roadkill on here? Yeah. I'm not sure if we have or not, yeah. but he, uh, his original name I think was Amish roadkill. So the idea is he's an Amish person. <laughs> so we have an Amish gimmick here and what he would do with this big beard, uh, mm-hmm. and the no mustache and the big hat and, uh, well, he's dressed like an Amish person. He would mm-hmm. just wring his hands together right in front of the camera and go chickens, chickens. Mm-hmm. I don't know why he did that. I just know that he did. (laughs) Well, so, I mean, I really need you the Amish. Okay. Next time, you know, Lois is like, Tony, what do you want me to cook? (laughs) I want you to go over and chickens.
2: I'll wring my hands, get right in her face.
0: I think it'd be great. (laughs) And then if she gets mad, just get that bitch a dilly bar. (laughs) Chickens. Well, chicken, the Amish raised chickens,
2: I guess. And he liked chickens as roadkill, right? He, I I don't, I'm trying to, I don't
0: know. The the idea is of course, there is no roadkill. If you're Amish, you're doing clip claps, you know, Uh, horse and buggy time. You're uh, not not throwing people in your forerunner, right? So there is no roadkill, but it's still funny.
2: Just him wrestling in this Amish getup. is funny.
0: (laughs) Chickens. There you go. So easy money. You actually (laughs) saw a little bit of in, uh, WCW, and I find it to be an interesting garb here because he's got these interesting pants and they're sort of see-through. So you can see that homie's wearing a black thong. What are your thoughts on, uh, wrestlers and thongs you for it? Uh, no. Well, hang on now. You were all excited a minute ago when Dawn Marie was out there in a thong and Francine was a, what's wrong with all easy money's thong. It's just it's not me, man. It's
2: what the fuck? What are, you, what are you trying? You're, you're, this is entrapment. That's what this is. It's entrapment. How you're trying to make me, uh, okay. If Tom Zink was not a thong, maybe so. Okay. Okay. So now you're just playing favorites. Yeah. And what's wrong with playing favorites? Well,
0: nothing, I guess. Okay.
2: Watch out. Here we go. Over the top. Oh, holy shit. Did Roke Hill hit the back of his head on that safety rail? Fuck.
0: Oh my God. This is, uh, not going to be the best match on the card, but it's not the worst either. Yeah. Uh, we're going to get a star in a quarter. I guess we should sort of tell you the backstory. Meltzer wrote in what may have been the swan song of the promotion ECW promised a holy shit surprise, which prompted debates over methods of promotion today, as well as if there is any future left with the company in the wake of losing its New York television, canceling next month's pay-per-view and not even producing a new TV show in the go home week before a pay-per-view show. Guilty as charged on January 7th before a sellout crowd of 2,500 fans at the Hammerstein ballroom in New York was the usual ECW show. It came across with the exception of the return of Rob Van Dam as more of a regular house show than anything special on pay-per-view. Everyone worked hard and there were some booking holes that were gigantic, but good or bad. And it was more good than bad. That news paled a comparison to the big news. After the show, Paul Heyman was still saying the company wasn't going to shut down. However, there are only two shows left on the schedule: show, sold-out shows and uh, i am sorry—sold shows in Poplar Bluff, Missouri, and Pine Bluff, Arkansas, this coming weekend. At press time, nobody had gotten plane tickets for these shows, which is out of the ordinary, but not unheard of. There was a March 11th date for the next pay-per-view announced during the show, although no venue was announced for the event, but ironically with Rano versus Van Damme for the title and Doring and Roadkill versus Whipwreck and Tajiri versus Credible and Carino for the tag titles. It appears for the first time in a long time that there is a logical show-to-show progression coming out of this one. It is possible to promote pay-per-view shows every other month without any television or running few, if any house shows. UFC survived doing it for seven years, but UFC is one of literally dozens that have tried. So the odds aren't good to run that way. Unlike ECW, however, UFC hasn't had a hundred thousand dollar per week payroll to meet, but without a backer, those days of even attempting to meet that kind of payroll are over. Like UFC, ECW does have the brand name and cult following. And more importantly, it has the entire 40 million home pay-per-view universe to draw from. While uh, UFC has limped along with only the dish networks in Canada, which probably total 20% of that figure. Tony, you're, you're knee deep in the wrestling business at this point, January of 2001. You're worried about the, uh, the mortality of what a maneuver uh, of WCW. Yeah. Are you keeping up with ECW at fucking all? Like, is anybody in the back even saying, man, what's, what's going to go on with ECW? And if they do, do you even notice? Nope. Completely ignored it. Absolutely, completely ignored it because I
2: thought, you know, by January of 2001, I'm thinking, you know, we're fucked. I'm looking for a job. I'm not worried about what's going on with Paul Heyman's world. And you know what? To be honest with you, it's a it's a selfish way to be, but I'm worried about myself only and how I'm going to support five kids. So I'm looking for a job. I don't give a fuck what's going on at ECW. And there you go. That's the best I can say because it's true. I mean – Maybe uh you think maybe I should have been more concerned about the business at this venture in my life? I mean, I am not going to go to ECW because they're getting ready to go out of business. I'm not going to do I'm not going to be received well at ECW. So I just try to stay out of the wrestling business. I, don't, you know, I know the WWE doesn't want me, so. So no, I didn't I didn't I didn't uh I didn't pay attention to this shit at all. I didn't even think they obvi- I mean, I know now, thanks to you, I know now that they were a big factor in the wrestling business, but they didn't come across that way to me right. at that time. Uh, to me, it was just two. It was us and the WWF b- back then. So these, these guys were non-entities as far as I was concerned. And thats I don't know if that's just Shivani arrogance, Shivani idiocy, uh, or what that is, but wow, that's pretty fucking cool. Doreen with a hell of a
0: move there, hell of a maneuver. And the fans are into it. Lots of innovation here. Yeah. I guess we should mention, uh, wow. Meltzer would say wrestlers received half pay at the show, leaving them seven weeks behind. Good God. The morale was said to be very bad, with I the bet. news getting around that despite claims to the contrary earlier in the week, that ECW had lost its TV on MSG in New York, its key market. And the show didn't even air the night before the pay-per-view in that market, trying to garner hope because farm club on its show was airing video clips of ECW action on USA also ended up demoralizing since farm club has its own financial problems, as well as a major ratings decline and hasn't shown ECW clips the last few weeks. There were not even the hints given that a TV deal was on the verge of being announced and Heyman didn't even produce a new television show since his other key market, Philadelphia, hadn't gotten the tape of the show for last weekend. So that tape aired this week and many were questioning if TV would be produced from this point forward. So not only did they lose their network deal, but their syndicated deal, they're, they're, they're going to have to give up on that and abandon that too.
2: Wow. It, it, it was obviously a, not a good place to work at that time on many levels.
0: Have you seen Chris Hamrick before? I who just jumped in.
2: No, I've not. I've seen him do some shit here though.
0: I think you'd like Chris Hamrick. I think he'd be on your list. I think you would consider him like the long lost Armstrong.
2: Does he have like, uh, stars and bars there?
0: He does. Yeah. That's his gimmick.
2: Okay. <laughs> They're doing some crazy shit here, man. Look at this. Now that's fucking cool, isn't it? Fuck yeah, that that's a hell of a finish. Holding him up, holding him like that for Dorian to come off. Yeah, the match probably wasn't that great, but I like the finish. And then, then, again, you know, you, I guess this is was this was ECW, and this is uh, this is kind of like what has uh, stood the test of time. Uh, just high spots for the sake of doing high spots. Right. Yep. Uh, and I never did appreciate it. I appreciate it much more now than I did, but we saw a lot of that. They didn't fucking, uh, let me ask you also this, uh, who was the girl at ringside? There was a girl at ringside in blue. Did you see her?
0: Hmm. Yeah. Let me think about it. She was in, um, God, she was in the Sopranos. I know her. Let me think of her name. I know she was in this. I know she was in this. Uh,
2: that wasn't uh, Jamie Lynn. Electra. Electra. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right. No. Now we get a run in. Fucking they're working over our uh, rebel boy here. Pretty so, good.
0: So this is uh Nova. I think you've seen the BWO before he was supernova and he would go on to portray, um, like a fitness character, a fitness guru, like a Tony, Tony little type character in the WWF. Uh, they called him Simon Dean, which is sort of a poke at Dean Malenko. Uh. And, uh, That didn't really work. This is definitely the coolest version of Nova though. Nova had a reputation for being an innovator in the ring, similar to uh, Chris Canyon, and now he's completely out of the business. And I believe he works in the mortgage banking field.
2: He almost looks like, uh,
0: he's in great shape here too. He really is. I guess we should mention that, uh, I believe he's the first guy who made, or he's the first guy I heard say it. He may not be the first person to say it, but he's the first guy I heard say. I would take a bullet for Dr. Tom, but I would put one in Bruce. (laughs) Really?
2: Yeah. Wow. Bruce getting some heat in the wrestling business. Didn't realize that. Wow.
0: Are you kidding? (laughs) Bruce had a reputation. He was a heat magnet.
2: Yeah. Still still
0: is probably. Yeah. I would think
2: that right now, as you and I sit here watching the show here in uh, 2019, that Bruce has probably more heat now than he's ever had.
0: No, definitely not more. He hasn't sh- brought a gun to work. Yeah. <coughs> Sorry.
2: Silly me. Forgot that story. Missile kick.
0: Although I'll tell you after all these last few weeks, I want to take the gun to work for him.
2: <laughs> wow. Isn't that something I was doing our chat, uh, this past week and almost everybody was saying, did you see how bad raw is? And I said, no, no I didn't watch it. I didn't watch it this week.
0: Apparently nobody is. the ratings are just falling every week and people are panicked. You know, I'm not saying that Bruce has indicated any of that. I want to be clear. Bruce and I do not talk about current WWE stuff. Uh, it's not any of my business. I don't ask. I'm not that guy. And and You you and, you, you you and I have that in common. Like we don't, we don't ask like, right. You know, I'm, I'm pretty good friends with Cody. We talk 14 times a day, but guess how many times I say, Hey man, what's going on with AEW fucking none. You know right. what I mean? Like, that's not my business. I'm not going to ask.
2: Right. And I get that. And and I understand that. But the the fact is, is that now I, I put up the Firefly Funhouse. What did you I think? think? Hey, it was fucking stupid. Uh, although it was fucking creepy.
0: That's the, the idea. It. Listen, I'm going to tell you, I think we disagree on this. I like it. Okay. Because I know that it's going to go. Like, did you ever see Doink?
2: Yeah, no, I did not.
0: But you're familiar with it. Yes, I am. So a lot of people say, oh, fucking clown. I hate it. It's an evil clown. It's a clown that doesn't come out and say he's evil, but you just notice he is. And maybe that's not for you. I get that. But everything in wrestling isn't for you. There's somebody out there who's fucking scared of clowns and Doink, Oh, mm. that was scary. And, and I, I get like this cult-like leader of children who has this weird power where instead of being Mr. Rogers and using it for good, he's using it for evil and manipulation. That could be good. So, let's let it play out. Sometimes I've watched movies where it didn't make sense until the very end, and then it was like, aha! And I would rather have that attitude with this character, as opposed to saying, hit me over the head with it! I'm fucking stupid! I can't have critical thought! Right. Like, let, let, let me think a little You like, you know, these same people who think it's dumb will hang on all the little political intricacies of game of Thrones. Like it's, you know, going out of style. Let's hang on. They don't have to hit us over the head with it. It'll reveal itself.
2: All right. Uh, very good. I, I, I didn't really, I didn't like the thing about the buzzard eating the, the rabbit or whatever. Uh, but I, the, the kids thing where they were all staring and all forlorn. And then they did a kind of a dissolve into his, uh, You know, his uh, face and his gloves and all that stuff. What concerns me about... God, I hate to bring this up. I really do. Because, you know, I'm not politically correct at all. Oh, here we go. Okay, no, I'm not. But I do have a sensitive ear to dumbasses who are. Because I think the dumbasses who fucking are need to get a fucking life. I do. You need to laugh. You need to enjoy entertainment. It's not going to change the culture. Okay? It's not going to change your world. Just... Give it a fucking rest. But that being said, I just using these kids is is going to get some
0: blowback. It it no, really it's was... not. It's so it's one skit. Okay. Listen, okay. if if the kids, if they take the kids on the road, uh, the row on the road, <laughs> and on the road, these kids, you know, start doing somas <laughs> and throwing beer bottles at the street signs <laughs> and they've got like that one kid with the yellow shades. If he's got a different rat in every town, you always or,
2: say this shit. Well, I got something in but,
0: I'm taking a drink. <laughs> I'm just telling you, if that kid's got more than one rat, yeah. Then they need to, they need to shut it down. <laughs> I'm with you, but I'm just saying
2: that there's going to be people say, ah, this guy they're using t- I just, I'm just, all right. Is this uh, That's our girl? Electra. Here? Yeah. She's almost ready to pop out over there. She
0: she did pop out. If you'd like to see her popped out, you can Google it. Mm-hmm. She was an adult entertainer. Oh. Uh, and she um she may or may not have been in the background of some episodes of the Sopranos that you enjoyed back in the day.
2: Okay. Uh, oh
0: man, that's her hand job arm. What? <laughs> <laughs>
2: that's my hand job arm. Oh <laughs> that's my hand job arm. What am I gonna do with this guy in the front row after the show? Oh, we got a pen here. Come on, count it, son of a bitch. Where's he? Oh. Took a bump, They just back from oh, it. Up, into he him. took a fucking bump. Where's Jeff Jones? Bring his dumbass in.
0: Jeff's not with the company anymore.
2: Oh, he's not. No. Well, who's the who's the guy with the?
0: That's Chris Chetty with the blonde hair. That's Taz's cousin, I believe.
2: All right.
0: He Next. also graduated Taz's uh, school. And that right there is signed Guy Dudley, and now he's doing. Uh. a spoof because the Dudleys are gone now they're in the WWF. So now they've found something else for him to do. So now instead of Paul E dangerously, he's Louie dangerously. And he's just uh, uh. doing a spoof of Paulie.
2: Oh, got it. Louie Dangerously. There's a, uh, you know what? It's pretty apparent. There's a lot of shit to keep up with here. Isn't it? Even no. if you're a fan, I mean, fuck this angle, that angle, move this match to that match here comes somebody fucking else. Here's spike. Just, I mean, it's like, just bring another guy in, start another match, do a run in, bump a referee, bring in a heel referee, bring in a Paulie lookalike. It's just fuck. Uh, okay. Uh, let me check my scorecard here to see which angle we're on now. So, you know, and I get this. They wanted their last show to be over the top, but it's just like, uh, it's not, am I wrong to say it's almost too much? You can answer that.
0: No, I don't think it's too much.
2: Okay. Here's my take on that. And I, I know this is the end. My take on that is if you're doing too much, nothing means anything. And it's kind of like the problem that, that raw is getting into right now. They're doing too much. They have too many angles. They have too many people they have. And then nothing is standing out. There's nothing that you remember with exception of the firefly Funhouse. There's nothing that you remember from raw because everything is getting muddled. And that's kind of what we're doing right here. I, I, I firmly believe that. I firmly believe you can do too much. Now I thought that WrestleMania, you know, w- because that main event worked. Holy shit. Fucking spike could do some crazy shit. Couldn't
0: he? <laughs> Man, Nova is putting on uh. a show here.
2: Yes, sir. (laughs) Okay. So now help me out here. Are they, are they still in the middle of a match here?
0: Yes. What happened is they had to restart the match because the original referee was knocked out. You
2: see, Uh, okay.
0: And so there was a heel referee who slid in. Now the referee is back awake. Spike Dudley wanted to come and right the wrong of this heel referee. Nova's your winner. Now that match is over. Spike was not actually in a match. He just came to say r- right or wrong. Yep. Next up though, we're going to get a, a pretty good long match. It's going to be 14 minutes and 11 seconds. And this is uh, an, I quit match. And Meltzer would even say real good for what it was. Hmm. You're going to like this.
2: Okay, good. Because right now I don't know how many, I don't know how many matches we've had. Well, we've had uh, three. Yeah, I guess I'm. I'm not sure they just all kind of run, run together here.
0: Okay, so so you're you're shitting on my dream. You're shitting on my favorite promotion.
2: No, I'm not sure. I'm just I'm shitting on what we've seen so far. Come on, you just.
0: Hey, uh, you know what? Listen, if you're an ECW fan, I need you to stop what you're doing and send a tweet to at Tony twenty four that just says "fuck you, Tony." ECW. ECW. No,
2: no God, I ECW. love ECW. You lying piece of shit. And I, you know, I love ECW. I just. The last three matches, I'm just it's just too much.
0: All right, so I'm going to let you hear this Steve Carino promo. It's one of my favorite guys.
1: For two months now, I've been the ECW World Heavyweight Champion. And now for a month, I have no gold to take home! So right here, tonight, live on pay-per-view, I'm going to walk up that ladder. I'm going to take that belt of mine. And I'm going to finally walk out of here. Shut up, Kevin. world heavyweight champion and have my belt, too. And, Justin, I'm also going to strap this belt around my waist and nail your <laughs> girl because I'm the world heavyweight champion and I'm walking out of here in New York City with my
2: belt.
0: Ladies and gentlemen, uh, introducing.
2: So, what'd you think of that? Oh, that's that's good promo, man.
0: It's a good promo.
2: Oh, yeah. uh, He's a Carino talented guy. I don't think there's any question. And he's one of the guys now that's got his nose up Bruce's ass, right? No. Oh, he doesn't? Okay. All right. This is uh, Tommy Dreamer and Anderson, right?
0: C.W. Anderson. Tommy Dreamer. They've been in the middle of a feud for a while now. And this is an, I quit match. So this is going to be the blow off. And of course, uh, Tommy here hasn't been paid in seven weeks. Mm. So instead of wearing an ECW shirt where he knows he'll never get any of that merch money, he's wearing a Logan's roadhouse shirt because well, they've got free peanuts on every table. <laughs> and I mean, in, in fairness, Polly wasn't even literally paying him peanuts at this point. So hey, at least he could I- go to Logan's and get those peanuts. I like this.
2: I like the fact that they did a hookup and went all the way down to the floor with it. That's pretty cool. You're going you to like
0: this match. I think this will be, this is my favorite CW Anderson match. It might even be my favorite Tommy dreamer match.
2: Yeah. Well, I got a lot of time for Tommy. I mean,
0: just, oh, listen, I, yeah. I, I, I mean, we're, we're kidding around, but Tommy dreamer is one of the, uh, more underrated wrestlers in the history of wrestling just for what he's been able to accomplish, not just in the ring, but outside of the ring and all the people that he's helped along the way. And I mean, there are so many guys who have, uh, who are trying to make it or who have made it, who would say, Hey, Tommy was one of the guys who helped me get here. And I mean, that's, that's, that's his legacy to me is not only what he did in the ring, but how many people he helped sort of advance their deal.
2: Yeah, I agree with all of that. He's uh he's a quality guy. Uh, he did some work for MLW. I don't know if he's still working for him. And he was also kind of working as an agent in the back. And Tommy's a guy, Tommy's a guy that, uh, that needs to, to be involved in the front office in wrestling somewhere.
0: Well, I mean, he runs his own independent promotion and he's everywhere else. I mean, I think he's doing stuff with literally every promotion in wrestling with the possible exception of WWE, but he has before and I'm sure he will again. Yeah.
2: And here's the uh, here. This, this goes to show you how removed I was from the business. All right, I didn't even know Tommy Dreamer until WrestleCon two years ago. Really? In Orlando. Yep. Met him then. Didn't even know him. Didn't know anything about him. Kevin Sullivan was greeting with me. There he's barking in the I'm background.
0: Taking care of Kevin. Hey.
2: Kevin, the socks. The socks. Uh, Hey, Kevin, the Sox got a, trying to get a winning record still here in May. All right. Sox sweet Caroline. Dun, dun, dun. So settle down, Sullivan. Uh, yeah, you know, and here is, here's what's good about this. This is somebody, I guess Paul was his own booker. Here's somebody that are, they, that we have seen such crazy shit that they are, they, they've they slowed down the pace here a little bit. And a little bit's good enough. Hmm. Sit up, powerbomb. Wow, how about that into a Boston Crab? Fuck, half crab, Good shit, man. Tommy, as, if you probably know, and, and we, he and I have talked about this, Tommy was uh, a gigantic Dusty Roads mark growing up. Uh, and certainly still pays homage to the American dream. And he and I have talked about how and he's told me the stories about how much, you know, growing up, Dusty meant to him and, and how big an impact Dusty had on his childhood. And, and we'll just take a chair and, uh, okay. What are we going to do with the chair here?
0: Well, you'll see, but it's not going to be pleasant. Oh my God. He got to, he got try to break the arm. Like the
2: Anderson's used to do the Anderson's, you know, used to work on one part of the body, Conrad, one part of the body. And they, Oh, Fuck. Did he just whack him in the fucking noggin with it? Or did he just hit the chair? He
0: hit the chair to break his arm, uh, and then he took <laughs> a sip of that guy's beer. <laughs> that a boy, Tommy.
2: Oh, man. Uh, looking for some shit. Uh, let's see here. Um, I see a fucking condom. Uh, let's see. I uh, look over here. There's a dildo. Oh, okay. what's wrong with you? I just You just never know what you're going to find under the ring.
0: Why would there be a dildo under there?
2: There's Rick Flair's colostomy bag. Oh.
0: Hey, hey. He, oh,
2: oh, a colostomy. What are you talking about? I'm just—you just never know what's under the ring. And he took him with the—did he hit him with the candlestick? A candlestick in the library, Brary, uh, and Mister Green. He hit him with that candlestick. He's got the fucking ring bell. No, not the fucking—he go ring his bell. <laughs> he go ring your motherfucker's bell. Go get it, ding! Fuck yeah! Oh man, that'll—that'll—that'll that'll, that'll make your ears ring all day. Yikes! Oh, okay. Well, we'll do a little dent- dentistry work. Nope, we're gonna check his eyes. This is how my doctor used to check my eyes. He used to, you know, poke that thing down in the corner there, and if it popped out, then your eye wasn't good. Oh, there you go. Fuck you, Tommy Dreamer. Try now. Nah, take this thing up. See now what? Pick that thing up and and stick it up his ass. Stick as a stick a wrench, stick a monkey wrench up his ass. Huh? Take a monkey wrench. Comrade, you follow me on this? I'm watching. Okay. Take a monkey wrench, dip it in Tabasco, and then stick it up his ass. Wait, what? You'd probably win the match. Wouldn't you? I, don't I mean, know. I've
0: never had Tabasco up my ass. How is it? I, <laughs> I,
2: I don't know, but I just think that, whoa, fuck. I just think that might work. It would sting a little bit. I've, I've never had tabasco up my ass, but I've eaten jalapenos that weren't properly digested and had them fly out my ass when I went to take a shit. Uh, so they may be like that. I don't know, but it's just, uh, you know, I think I could be a great manager in a hardcore match. Uh, because I, whoa, Oh, got him on the knee. That's going to change the complexion of this match. Conrad. Now Tommy Dreamer can't do his shit. Can't go into the ring looking for the shit anymore because he can't stand up. He's only on one leg. Fuck, man. Go, come on. Don't, don't pose here. Go, go back at him. Go. I'd make a great hardcore manager. <laughs> hardcore manager. <laughs> I would. i say, okay, put that, put that. No, don't, don't do that. Fuck, don't do that. Go get a fucking chair, and wrap his leg around a fucking chair, and then choke the shit out of him. As he got his leg around a fucking chair, and then take a shit in his mouth and drop on the chair and break his leg. Take a shit it,
0: in his mouth,
2: right? Because once the guy's got his shit in his mouth, he's going to be gagging.
0: Look, look at the amount of blood coming out of Tommy's head.
2: Fuck. See, and this is what this is what's remarkable about this. Okay, Tommy has not been paid. All right, in seven weeks. In seven weeks, and he's still going to go out there and bust his ass like this and bleed that's just somebody who loves the business of course it is and that's just somebody who who wants to give the people a great show
0: look at it coming out of his head onto the mat
2: fuck and he's probably won't get a paid cent oh hit me in the fucking head with a chair there you go
0: by the way i guess we should tell you that tommy here behind the scenes was helping really be paul's right hand man and, and that's an unenviable position when guys aren't getting paid you know, he's agenting the shows and helping put together the house shows. And he's sort of the first Lieutenant for Paul, man. Look at this from Tommy walking down the second rope, mm. elbow drop onto the chair on CW, but he's still gushing dude. This is old school. This is, I mean, I know the weapons aren't really your deal, but the, uh, both dudes bleeding. That's uh Tony Schiavone all day. Yes, it is. By the way, I don't even know why we're bothering recording this. After we did last week's episode and you did the spoof about Ricky Harris cutting his head for $35 in Fayetteville, right. North Carolina. right? We'll never beat that. If you haven't seen the video. Oh, wait a minute. What's in this box? What could it be? <gasps> razor wire. Tony, oh my God. Tony, that's not barbed wire.
2: No, that's razor wire. That means you can put it around a guy's dick and go and the head will fall right off.
0: Hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. Why? Why would I just say razor wire? You immediately go to cut his dick off. Okay, that's towel boy. Okay, towel boy just got a little <laughs> offense in on CW. <laughs> All right, give me that razor wire. Come on, you brought it in.
2: Give me the razor wire. <laughs> <laughs> Jab the referee in the head.
0: Towel boy messed up his cue. Tommy oh. so to tell him to go back. We'll do it over again.
2: <laughs> huh. It's
0: cookie sheets. Yeah. Where's the razor wire? Well, they got cookie sheets. They don't need fucking razor wire. Put the razor wire around his penis. What What, what's the, what are you doing? You'd win the match. You'd win it. He'd
2: give up. Wouldn't he? If you really want to win a, I quit match. He'd quit right there. And then shit in his mouth. Just to boot. Tony, you're,
0: you're into some weird stuff, man.
2: Oh, well, I, I get this way when I watch ECW. I don't know why.
0: Boy, this towel, towel boy, he's trying his best, but he's just fucking in the wrong spot all the time. <laughs> Here comes the suplex from CW Anderson off the second rope. Wow. going to stand him up let all the blood rush to his head.
2: That's pretty fucking cool right there. That is cool. Isn't it? Yeah. Holy shit, man. Down he goes. Yeah, they're applauding, and they should. That took that took a hell of a lot of effort and some strength as well.
0: Well, in fairness, Talboy weighed uh, seventy three pounds here. Yeah, that, that, I get that, but still, no, it's still impressive. Yeah, it is. Uh, Talboy, by the way, is Eric Tuttle. At the time, he was a part of New Millennium Wrestling. Eric Tuttle. Yep,
2: got a lot of cousins named Tuttle.
0: Well, that's a shame. I just wonder.
2: I just wonder. Maybe he's a cousin of mine. I don't know.
0: So that razor wire, don't forget, it's in there. Yeah, all good. I won't forget. And look, CW's moving it. He's ready. Oh, uh, razors into the back of Tommy Dreamer. That Anderson classic spine buster. Ah, uh, I gotta tell you, I was always a big fan of CW Anderson. And I wish you would have gotten a look somewhere else. You know, you're you're an old school wrestling purist. So why don't you think? CW got a, a real run in the WWF for WCW.
2: Uh, maybe. Well, it, why he didn't get a run in the WWF is they weren't, they weren't going to acknowledge anything Anderson in the WWF. That would be acknowledging WCW slash NWA slash Jim Crockett promotions. Why he didn't get a run in WCW is I don't know. I mean, you would think Arn Anderson would have looked at this kid and he was working behind the scenes with us and would have said, hell yeah. Did he even
0: try to get in? Do you think Arn knows about sitting new about CW Anderson back then? He may not. He,
2: may not have. he absolutely may not have.
0: Even now he's only 48, you know? So this show we're, we're looking at here. I mean, he was still been in his twenties, you know?
3: Oh,
2: That's a hell of a match, man. It really is. They've paced it very, very well. Is that it for the razor wire? You just dropped him on it and that's it? No. Nope. Oh, good. Because I think if you've got something like razor wire, fucking use it. Dip the razor wire into Basco. What, why do you keep saying that? And then rake it across his penis.
0: Ooh. Listen, Tony. Look, it...
2: If you want it to make you want to win the match. That's how you do it. That's
0: how you do it. If how many matches to... have you seen that used dick submissions? None, but it would have worked hundred percent of the time,
2: wouldn't it? Yes, dick submissions, hundred percent of the time, and it would have been a great promo. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna beat you in an I Quit match. I'm gonna take a razor wire, wrap it around your dick. And squeeze. You'll say I quit, guaranteed. If you won't, your wife will tell you to say I quit before I even reach for it. I just, I'm just saying I quit. If, if you really want, what are we doing here? Of course, what would an I quit match be without a table? You know, it, it, it's funny because we got the, the classic I quit match of all time that we're going to talk about at StarCast with Tully and Magnum. Yep. And, and they just used that wooden chair that was broken up. And uh, if you remember that from the gathering, uh, and uh, they didn't do a lot of crazy shit like this, but isn't it something that, oh, fuck, oh, great maneuver. Isn't it something that they only used like one chair, right? And broke that up and gouged in the, in the Tully's forehead. Oh my God. What's this he's got? Oh, it's, it's from the table. Oh, and he quit wrapped it around his eye. See hit the vulnerable
0: places, eyes, nuts, penis, (laughs) toes. Why don't you just say crotch? Why are you saying nuts and penis separately? Uh, Just grab the nut. You don't have to grab the penis. Uh,
2: but get the guy in the vulnerable parts. He's going to, he's going to quit. That's, that's, that's the story. I mean, but what, what I was saying is before the finish is, is that that match is remembered as the, the best I quit match of all time. And it was, and they didn't have to use a lot of stuff. Now that's not a critique of, of Tommy and, and CW here at all and ECW, but that's just, I, I think what I'm trying to say is that it's just showing how great of a talent, talent Tully Blanchard and Magnum TA were. They were just tremendous.
0: I don't know why, but that amuses me.
2: What, uh razor wire on the penis?
0: Yeah, just your
2: just obsession with It's not an obsession. I'm just trying to I'm trying to help guys win a match.
0: Penis pain. Yeah. Oh.
2: You'd say I quit, wouldn't you?
0: She's trying to uh fit the um, whole thing in her mouth. Oh. Are you okay? Y uh uh-huh.
2: Fucking Steve Carino. Get out of there, Steve.
0: He's petting it.
2: God, I love Francine. Do
0: you have any idea what they're talking about here?
2: Uh, doesn't matter.
0: Francine's trying to, uh, swallow the big sandwich and Carino comes in and you can insert the joke and Meltzer would say Carino and his old school forehead wanted to know where credible was. And Francine told him, uh, He was in the bathroom doing Missy Hyatt and he blew it off. Like she had the credibility of a wrestling promoter with that statement. But when the door opened, it was credible with his pants down, still wearing underwear, which was strange and Hyatt in a towel saying that credible must be on Viagra. As Hyatt was leaving, she bumped into Jack victory who acted like they were best friends being that they worked together in mid South and Hyatt said, did I fuck you? And victory said, no, you managed me. She said, manage yourself. And walked off like she'd never seen him before <laughs> So yeah They're teasing that Credible just beat the beat it out the frame and uh-huh. It's on Viagra and Wow This by the way is the same lady who sued for sexual harassment Now she's going to look at Jack Victory And ask if I fucked you mm. Well it's It's scripted right No no I, so... I know it's scripted I'm just saying I you would think after after a lawsuit like that, you would want to steer clear of anything like that. Mm-hmm. Like if I'm Paul, if I'm Paul Heyman, I ain't asking for anything like that. Like Yeah. Here it is. She's not sure. And mm-hmm. I fuck you. No, you used to manage me. Yeah, manage yourself. I'm going to write a book about penises. <laughs> Have you read her book? No. I'm gonna get you a copy.
2: There's a lot, you know what? There's a lot of wrestling books I need to read.
0: I should also let you watch her. You shoot. Have you seen anything from kayfabe commentaries before?
2: I don't even know what kayfabe commentary is.
0: Well, it's a really great product. It's put together by a guy named Sean Oliver. And, uh, he has, uh, a DVD series called timeline and it breaks down one year at a time with someone who was there from a certain promotion. It's really, really good. It's probably my favorite one that he does, but he also has something called you shoot. Where fans would, uh, ask questions on YouTube and message boards and things like that. And then he would sit down and ask the talent. Well, Missy Hyatt was on one of those and they had like this, uh, I don't know, dry a race board. And he asked her to, uh, rank all the wrestler penises she had seen. (laughs) This is real. So she got very, uh, verbose describing all the different units she'd ran across. And yeah, uh what the different characteristics were and things like that. Bruce Pritchard showed it to me, you know, Bruce Pritchard's obsessed with uh, big penises and if you'd like a bigger one, you could use blue Give your gimmick, the hot tag and Tony, I know you've been doing this. You, uh, last time you were over at my house, you were even joking about crushing them up and snorting them. And I said, that's not what you're supposed to do. They're the world's first chewable, but it's got those same active ingredients as both Viagra and Cialis. Uh, but because it's a chewable, you can eat it uh, any time, even on an empty stomach. And because it's chewable, it can work up to twice as fast. And that's really good because sometimes you're trying to get your dick hard to hurry. Right, Tony? Oh, yeah, because, you know, uh, sometimes
2: Lois is in that mood, but only for a couple of minutes. So then you got to chew up a blue chew, kapop, pop pop and then all of a sudden you're your uh, big josh turns like you know like popeye's forearm pring and it's all because of blue chew and uh yeah i did try to snort some blue chew uh but chewing it's the best way to do it and uh it gives you confidence every time chew it and do it chew it and do it Ston- stonrad
0: stonrad Boy, that that Blue Chew is going to your brain, man. You got dick on the brain, and you'll have dick for days at BlueChew.com. You can even try getting your dick real, real hard for just $5. Mm. It's actually free. The shipping's $5. So free hard-ons, just pay shipping. And uh, just go to BlueChew.com. That's B-L-U-E-C-H-E-W.com. And what's that promo code to get their cock meat real hard, Tony? W-H-W. W-H-W for What Happened
2: When or Woody Hard-On Woody. W-H-W. That's it. BlueChew.com. B-L-U-E. Chew.com. Chew them chew. chew up, baby. Chew them up. Come on. Chew them up. Get a hard on. Chew it and do it. Chew it and fucking do it. what I'm talking about, Conrad.
0: <sighs> hey, we're having fun today, aren't we? The best. Yeah. Uh, anytime we get to watch uh, ECW with my buddy, yep. I'm what? all about it. Who's the uh, fucking red
2: hair here? all right, help me out on some of these guys. Uh,
0: which guy don't you know? you know Tony Tony Mamaluke, you know Tajiri yeah, no, the the, uh,
2: the uh, full-blooded Italians got it
0: yeah, and then uh, you've, on the other side, uh, Tajiri's taxing partner is Mikey Whiprack, and you've seen him. he worked in ECW I mean wCW Hang on a second. That's kid
2: cash. That's kid cash. Okay. Got It's Mikey whipwreck with the red hair.
0: Yes. He dyed his hair, red hair.
2: Okay. Yeah. I remember Mikey whipwreck, well, but that's the, him. It, the, 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 uh, red hair kind of, uh, threw me off here.
0: Well, you dye your hair. Why is it weird that he does? his? I do not dye my hair. I dye my
2: beard. I do not dye my hair, but Wait, hang on. Hang on. Is beard not hair? Uh, I was talking about the hair on my head.
0: Well, you didn't say I don't dye the hair on my head. You said I don't dye my hair, but you definitely dye your oh, hair. Fuck.
2: Anyway, back to the story, but I would be willing to dye it blonde to bleach it like Bobby Heenan used to do.
0: Hey, I got an idea.
2: Oh boy. Why did I even say that?
0: Let's do it. What? Dye my hair blonde? piss off Megan so bad if I dyed my hair blonde. Oh man. We should do
2: it. Yeah. I'm with you, buddy. She less you
0: know what I mean? So we can just talk her hair. Yeah. We should figure out a time to do it. I'm not going to say we should do it at StarCast, but maybe we could do it right after, or maybe the last day something like last
2: that last day of Starcast bleach our hair blonde.
0: and then we'll just strut around, go woo I'll cut your forehead you cut mine <laughs> and then I'll come stir your drinks with my penis oh, and, the, and then the, you, you'll order uh, a sea breeze for everybody in the bar
2: and then I'll then what I'll do is I'll walk around with my with my gildan whitey tidies on and I'll put a cucumber down in it and people will think I'm getting ready to expose myself.
0: And then I'll get divorced four times. (laughs) We
2: got a plan. We got a plan. Okay. Who's the Asian guy here? I don't remember him.
0: That's Tajiri. You just saw him wrestle last month, uh, here on the show. Okay. Uh, but at the time he was wearing blue and white short pants and he wrestled super crazy. Exactly. I remember that now. I guess when a guy changes his pants or his hair color, you forget you ever fucking seen him. You would be the worst witness ever for a crime. Like, you would be the only guy who would be like, Superman and Clark Kent are not even remotely the same. Or like those silly disguises where it's like the funny nose and the furry right. eyebrows and the glasses. Right. You'd be like, nope, different guy. No yeah. idea.
2: That'd be a good idea for you to wear that in traffic court one day.
0: Yeah, I know you're going to be talking shit. I guess we should tell everybody that uh, I almost had to go to the big house this morning. Mm-hmm. I was spit, dri- driving on January 30th at a high rate of speed. Yeah. And uh, I was charged with reckless driving, not for driving crazy, just for driving as you well, normally drive fast, yeah. wide open. Mm-hmm. And, uh, so I guess I was doing 99 and a 65 and anyway, they wrote it as reckless driving. I hired an attorney. I wanted to fight that. I didn't want that on my record. Uh, so they tried to plead it down to, uh, aggravated speeding. I wanted Agg- nothing to do with that. So I'm going to take it to a trial, baby. That's what I'm saying. That's what I spent today doing.
2: Wow. That's tremendous. Uh, and then when the judge came in, did they say, "Here come the judge! Here come the judge!" And the bailiff got up and say, "Here come the judge! Here come the judge!" Loud.
0: Like a like a super crazy. Quit being a quit being an idiot. Look at this. Here
2: come the judge! Go. Where's okay. where, where that even from? Courts in session. Everybody quiet now. Courts in session. Here he come the judge. Here come the judge. Look at this. Fudge.
0: Super crazy takes out four dudes and look at kid cash. He's thinking about doing a little flippity do signaling to the crowd. Maybe he should everybody on the outside stands up and here comes kid cash. How about that?
2: Wow. You know, what's amazing about that is he was able to jump up on the ring on the rope, spin and still land on the rope.
0: You know, I just realized watching this, they've cut out all the entrances on this pay-per-view. That's
2: why it's only like two hours in length. The ring.
0: entrance is actually aired, but of course they're using, you know, music that wasn't licensed. So,
2: right. So they just came back like they came back from, from Missy and they, they were all in the ring. They're all in the
0: ring. Right. Because yeah. kid cash actually came out to kid rocks, uh, bow at I think. Yeah. Or cowboy. It, one of those, one of those old kid Rock songs.
2: And uh, as we're, wow. Uh, can I say, wow, man. Cash doing a lot of great shit here. You don't always need elaborate entrances because it comes down to this. And then the bell rang.
0: Well, these guys are tearing it up. Yeah, they are. And they Meltzer, Meltzer uh, like this one pretty good too. He gave it three stars. He gave the match beforehand, three and a quarter stars with Tommy and CW Anderson. Next up we've got, uh, well a squash match. What the fuck is this?
2: See now that they see, he, I don't know this, this fat guy. Is making fun of all Italians. Not all Italians are fat guys. So there. Who is the big guy? Right here. He's trying to catch your breath. You still with me? Yeah. You
0: didn't answer my question. Who is the big guy? Sally Graziano. You ask this every time. Okay. Sally Graziano.
2: Hey, uh, Don Thompson, Don Conrad Thompson, Sally Graziano here. I hope your first child is a masculine child, and I hope your first child has a big dick, Hmm. just like his grandfather. What what, what are you? you? I'm being Sally Graziano here. But why? (laughs) <laughs> just. Well, you can't always just call the matches, can you? Mm. Sally kind of big. Sally came in the ring and squashed a guy and then left. I like Mikey Whipwreck's hair. got to say it. It kind of looks like a clown. It does. Should have painted his face like a doink. Uh, but uh, I kind of like it. I like I See, I, I'm for anybody that tries to be unique, tries to be their self. Mm. Fuck They are doing some great things in here, Connie
0: Connie Jesus Christ, are you doing that now too? I'm not
2: Courts in session Everybody quiet now Courts in session Here come the judge, here come the judge This ain't no fudge Cause here come the judge Ain't nobody budging Cause here come the judge. Bring in that feller from Huntsville. Court sensation. Everybody quiet now. Court sensation. Here come the judge. Is it true, Mr. Thompson, that you were going 230 miles an hour in a 25 mile an hour school zone?
0: No, that's not true. That's uh, not true. Okay, well, guilty. I said it's not true. Okay,
2: well. I wasn't even charged with that. Okay, I didn't. I thought I didn't. Well, Sally just rolled the red-haired guy in. Watch out. Whoa, it's a DDT. Tag his ass in. Is this pre or post uh, our buddy uh, uh, Tommy Rich being in the FBI? It's post, right? That's right. Yeah, one, two. Oh, kick out of this shit. Yeah, these guys are tearing it up. I agree. Here's a, here's a, uh, here's a tip for all you big guys out there. If you're involved in wrestling. Okay. Don't stand with your fat ass facing the hard camera. See, Sal needs to move over. I just saw that. Shit, man. I like to see right there. Move, move off to the left there. Sal move off. Just a tip. Tip from your old friend, Tony, and I am Italian, but not full-blooded and watch this, uh, this has got to be spectacular. Don't you think
0: i miss Tom, Tony mama, Luke. Yeah, I think he was a great character. He's almost like, um, uh, wrestling's version of Ralph Macchio.
2: Yes. Uh, very well said, yeah. What's he doing now? I don't know. Is he is he a sergeant at a shoe show mm. in Vegas, maybe, with our buddy? Do you think so? He's only forty one. Holy yeah. shit! We gotta find, find that. guy. Yeah, that guy's still bumping at forty one, right?
0: Yeah, like you know, AJ Styles. Hey, if anybody knows what the fuck's going on with uh, Tony Mamaluke, hit me up. We need to find him. We need to get him to do a run in here on Patreon. He's been out of the, uh, WWE since Oh seven. And he, uh, popped up in 2010 for a hot minute with TNA. I did a little reunion show called hardcore justice.
2: Yeah. These boys are doing a great job here. I don't think there's wow.
0: Tony, um, we got a lot of feedback last week where people liked our JR song.
2: Really? Hey, is, is that James Vandenberg down on the. It is. Yeah. Okay. Very cool. He's a cool guy. Hardworking kid.
0: How do you know James Vandenberg? He he worked for us a little bit. He was, uh. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. With Mortis and wrath and all that. Right. Yeah. And like. Like
2: 97, 98, I believe, around that time. It was with Mortis when they fought Glacier. Remember those great angles?
0: Those great angles.
2: <laughs> yeah. How does Eric dodge this shit from you? What do you mean? Well, I mean, you you obviously, too, have talked about Glacier.
0: No, i am Mort- bust his balls about it.
2: Good. I didn't. Did he? I was I didn't gonna just, say you
0: don't listen at all because I bust his boss about it.
2: No, I, I, I don't.
0: Why not? Well, it's it's
2: kind of like, uh, it's kind of like ECW to me. I know it's out there and I appreciate it. And if I hear something on social media about it, I'll check it out. But normally, I'll just go on about whoa. And also, I got three fucking, four fucking jobs.
0: I got you beat there.
2: Yeah, <laughs> you sure do. Better get you got-
0: your shit together
2: and you got me beat there because you got important jobs
0: let's see. i got four podcasts i got a convention yeah oh yeah and i do mortgages
2: yeah yeah by the way i do mortgages oh and also look at that man double fisherman suplex for the win very fucking cool very fucking cool
0: How about that cane? I think you need that cane. Really? I think it'd be cool. If you had a cane. Yeah. Why don't you get a cane?
2: I don't want a cane. That that's bad karma. What do you mean? Well, if I walk around with a cane now, that means maybe in 10 years, I'll really need one.
0: Oh my God. Did you used to mind. I'll leave it alone. It's going to make a lowest joke, but I'll skip that one. Okay. How about Sam in here? What do you think he's saying? Uh, he's, uh, yeah, well paid in seven fucking weeks. I got fired from WCW. I mean, it was good money, but I wasn't happy. You couldn't drink in the locker room. Unless you were macho, man. I'm not macho, man. I got this fucking tattoo. I got an eyebrow piercing. Tony Schiavone said it was cool. What the fuck's he know? He's 60. We're CZs in his ears. and He tells people they're CZs, which sort of defeats the purpose of even buying a CZ. You know, you're trying to convince people that you're successful and you got money. It's like me. I'm trying to convince people I'm a wrestler because I shave my chest and I have tattoos, but really I just smoke cigarettes and drink beer and I used to get paid, but not here. I had a good job at WCW. I used to wrestle on pay-per-view, for bam, bam, Bigelow and Raven. Then I get these big checks. Got tired of that shit. Wanted to come back here and uh, play with Francine's leftover sandwich, but she got done choking on it. <sighs>
2: <laughs> that was fucking cool.
0: <sighs> Don Marie. So that's uh Simon diamond. Okay. Not Simon
2: zirconium. No, uh, Simon diamond.
0: And that's swinger. And they're going to take on balls. Mahoney I and
2: am- Chili willy. I remember Johnny swinger. He wrestled for us. Did he? Yeah. He sure did. He's a, he's a pretty good kid. And, uh, he looks pretty good there actually. Doesn't he? Who's the Terry funk lookalike in the back there?
0: That's Steven DeAngelis. He's our ring announcer. Oh, he is. Yeah. Okay.
2: So we've cut out these entrances now too. Obviously they started in the ring. Yep. Boy, a lot of talking on the mic going on here. Dawn Marie. I met her when we did some XWF and I remember thinking, How did I miss this girl?
0: Yeah. She's real tied. Yeah. How about blue (laughs) manny? This is the, the blue manny after he lost a ton of weight. Uh, huh. and, uh, that is his, uh, well, I don't think he likes to talk about her. Okay. Then let's do it. But that's Jasmine St. Clair. Uh, yeah, he, I forget to mention he lost the weight, so he became the blue boy here. But Jasmine St. Clair is an adult film star. Uh huh. And yeah. Wow. Yeah. She got her claim to fame. Do you want to guess what yeah, her uh, claim to fame was? Her claim to fame was
2: uh, taking it where the sun doesn't shine.
0: Oh, well, Something okay. else. You want to guess?
2: Uh,. No. Yes. Go ahead. Tell me what it is. In
0: 1996. Okay. Uh, She broke a record. And filmed a movie called "The World's Biggest Gangbang." Oh. Where 300 men. Ah. Uh, Had their way. Yeah. So there's 300 peni. I think that's the plural of penises. I mm-hmm. took Missus Saint Clair to Pound Town. Wow. And. There you go. Anyway, she hooked up a blue meanie, and meanie dropped, I don't know, more than 100 pounds here. He looks totally different. Uh, it doesn't look meanie like at all, but right. he changed his gimmick a little bit, started dressing a little different, started behaving a little different, and he's the blue boy. Thankfully, he's the meanie we know and love again now. And there's Chili Willie and Balls Mahoney.
2: Chili Willie. <laughs> we got a porn star. We got a guy named Blue Boy. And we got a guy named Chili Willie. How, nah. great,
0: how great is it too, that, um, <laughs> blue boy. Yeah. I mean, it could have been a walking sponsor for Bluetooth, especially with an adult film star wife.
2: Right? Yeah. No question. Was he married to her?
0: Oh, I don't know. I was just freestyling. You know, it's just. Okay. What does it matter?
2: Who gives I'm, a fuck? I'm still trying to process 300.
0: I mean, I don't, I don't think it was at the same time. It was like over a 24 hour period. Yeah, of course. it was. I mean, I don't think she had to do much. She just had to sort of be there and be awake. I understand.
2: Willie, they send in Willie and he's chilly. Oh, and a double team.
0: I wonder if that's why Sonny left because she knew her record would be broken. She <laughs> didn't want to look like she was second place. Oh, oh my God. Look at that chair. Fuck just wrapped it around the blue boy's head. Huh. Now here's Rhino. And he is not about the bullshit and look yep. at everybody standing up. They know Rhino's here to fuck some shit up. Right. Rhino recently made the news. He said that WWE offered to double his contract and he turned it down. Back then. No, no. Now, now Rhino was recently offered double his current contract. and He turned it down present day, 2019.
2: Oh, he nailed it. Oh her. Jesus.
0: Oh Look. my God. Rhino Gord, Don Marie. The headlines
2: read: "Chili Willie not going to take on any of that shit, man." Look, Chili Willie had a pretty good working punch there. If it was a working punch, stop posing. Go back to your attack, buddy. It's See, over, and you fucked it up. <laughs> Blue boy still to <laughs> around the ring. I love the fucking meanie, don't you? He's the best. Oh man, just absolutely love him.
0: By the way, he's going to be a Starcast.
2: Oh, super. And I know Joel's going to be there too.
0: Oh my God. He's got Jasmine by the hair. What the fuck's he doing? I he you're going to top. He's a pile driver. Oh my. Oh yes.
2: <laughs> he did. Oh my God. I'm glad he did too. Well, you know what? God bless her for being willing to take that. She's took worse. Yeah. I was thinking, I was thinking after after 300, what's a pile driver, right? <laughs> we <laughs> all <Roll> the credits. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. Now, where are we going here? Do we just fade to black and go, what the fuck is this here? It's
0: a pre-tape promo. Okay. In the middle of a match. No, the match is over. It was over. It's a no contest. Okay. Of course it was. Swinger was complaining that he wasn't getting enough sex from Don Marie. And now he's getting it from Jasmine St. Clair. Mm-hmm. Rhino comes out, spears everyone, including Don Marie and blue boy. And, uh, pile driver off the top for the, uh, famous adult film star. Next up though, it's going to be Sandman and there was Steve Carino and Justin credible.
2: Well, they fucked up here because with Sandman, it's all about the entrance and they didn't show it.
0: Well, they did then.
2: Right. But I mean, here on the tape, uh, they fucked it up.
0: Yeah, the network ruins ECW. It's not the same. Yeah, you're right. You're right.
2: And not only that, uh, there's Linda Rufio of St. Louis, Missouri. How do you know her? She's been around taking photographs forever of wrestling. God, she was, uh, um, we're talking about started back in the Crockett era. I don't know if she's still doing it or not. I haven't seen her around but Linda's been around a long time. All right. So, but, but, but yeah, you know, they could, if, if you ask me and just an opinion here, I think it's being fucking lazy, not showing the entrances. You could, you could get some, un, get some licensed music and, and, you know, and put it in there and put it over, but no, let's just cut. We don't have to do that. That's just, that's wrong. Cause they think, well, nobody watches it anymore. Everybody watches Raw and th- and uh, it's almost a Thunder Raw and SmackDown. Nobody watches cares about ECW anymore. Yeah, the wrestling fans that are thirty-five and over, we don't give a shit about them. They don't they don't exist anymore. We don't like them. Who's on Raw? Come on, think, guys, think. There's a lot of us out there.
0: Let's go on a little rant here. Yeah, please. I just talked about this the other day on something to wrestle with Bruce, but it really just, I don't understand when this happened. And I know that fuck I'm part of the problem, but back during this era, the Monday night wars, and obviously we're here at the tail end of it in 2001, wrestling fans started to really pay attention to the ratings because we found out that the companies were, and they were viewing it as a barometer. It's almost like a contest to see who was winning or who was doing better. And. The fans were made privy to that information. So now ever since a lot of fans, myself included, we've become like half-assed ratings analysts about shit that we don't we're not in that business. We don't really understand that business. We just know what the ratings were and what they are now. And we use that to frame whatever argument we want. And what we've also used it to decide whether or not something's good. I'm 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 starting to get a little annoyed with that. Like, I didn't like Raw the other night, not because it got a low rating, but because it sucked a dick. Right. Like, that's the reason I didn't like it. And I don't need for something. Like, I've seen movies where people are like, oh, it's the Academy Award Best Picture. And I'm like, well, it fucking sucked. I didn't like it. Right. But for whatever reason now, wrestling fans have become like half-assed business analysts where they say, well, you know, the house was only this. And I know my fucking podcast do that. So I get what I'm saying. But I'm talking to the guys who were there who were sort of gathering business data but as a real fan like when i don't i don't consume any other media that way like i don't know what the sopranos made for hbo or what they paid tony soprano or what the ratings were or what their revenue i never cared like it was just oh i love this show that was as far as i got with it and i could just appreciate it but i think now only kids enjoy wrestling like that like you know that little girl in the crowd. She really loves, you know, Becky Lynch and she doesn't know what Becky Lynch makes or what the house shows are or what ticket sales are or what the ratings are with her champion. None of that matters. Cause it didn't matter to me when I was a little 10 year old snot who loved the ultimate warrior. Like I didn't know business was down for the company. I fucking love the ultimate warrior. You know what I mean? Yes. And I think some of the enjoyment for wrestling fans now has been tainted because everybody has to like whatever's the highest rated and you have to pick sides. And if your show's not the highest rated or making the most revenue, then you're not on the right side of history. Well, fuck that man. Just watch what you like and like what you watch and that'd be it. But the idea that I'm going to like a show because it was highly rated. No, I ain't doing that. And I wish that more fans would sort of co-sign that with me. Just watch what you like. And I'm getting into this because, of course, everybody these last few weeks is a ratings expert. Oh, the WWE's dead. Their ratings are down. Well, who gives a shit? If that show the other night got a 10, it still sucked. I don't have to like it because it was well-rated. And if it was poorly rated, but I liked it, that's all that matters too. It's a two-way deal. And so now with all the AEW TV talk, there's a lot of people who are, are they getting paid for the show or are they paying for the show? And if they're getting paid, how much is it? What does it matter? That matters to to Tony Khan and his management. That doesn't bother me. What are the matches? What are the storylines? Do I like it? Is it is it entertaining? Am I gonna watch more of it? And not even is it better than WWE. Just do I want to I don't feel like I can only watch one sitcom a week. I don't feel like I can only watch one drama a week. I just want to watch what I like. And if it's a different wrestling company or it's family guy, I want to watch what I like. And Sandman did not like taking that bomb. Holy shit, he crashed and burned. <laughs>
2: Let me tell you that there are more people out there like you than not. There are. It's just that what social media has done, it's highlighted the idiots. It has. There's more people out there like you than not. You don't have to go on social media and give your opinion to be a wrestling fan. You don't. As a matter of fact, sometimes people give their opinions on wrestling on social media. I'm not so sure they're really the person they say they are anyway. What do you mean? Well, if I wanted to attack another promotion, I could help. Conrad, anybody can get on, anybody can get on, uh, get a Twitter account and say they're somebody else and come up with, uh, there are uh, f- millions of free emails out there. Just get a new email, come up with something else work behind the scenes for another company, and shit on the other company. Do you understand what I'm saying? Right. It's, it's the anonymity of, of social media. I don't believe all, all of it. I don't believe all of it. Now, we got a lot of friends on Twitter that we know who they are, and there's a lot of people, but I think there's a lot of them on there who are not who they say they are. They're just in it to try to fuck the other company up. I do. I've always believed that. And it's it's like it's it's kind of like the ratings game on Yelp or somewhere else when a restaurant gets four stars or maybe a restaurant gets one star. And how do we know it wasn't somebody a competing restaurant doing that? We don't know. So you got to take that shit with a grain of salt. You really do.
0: I tell you what, I'm going to leave a one star review for my fucking landscaper who decided to (laughs) start working on my lawn today. (laughs) Dave Silva. Get your <laughs> fucking relatives out of the front yard.
3: <laughs> Tell them to go work
0: on the pool. <laughs> yeah. Backyard, not front yard. Like Tony Schiavone on date night. Backyard.
2: <laughs> and yeah. and you know what? Hey. What? Dave Silva would say, well, sorry, Mr. Conrad. I wanted to take a break from doing one million graphics for StarCast.
0: Yeah. Probably yeah. so. Mm-hmm. But I don't have him out there weed-eating. I got the rest of his family out there weed-eating. That's Aaron. With a weed. The weed-eater's taller than Aaron. <laughs>
2: That's okay. It's ambience. It's real. It's what we're about. We're realism here.
0: I mean, the damn dogs were in here. The, yeah. uh, the lawns are going. Right. Yeah, this doesn't happen with my other shows. It only happens here, and you know why?
2: Because we are real.
0: Because it's a watch-along, and I can't stop it. <laughs> Because if this was any other show, I'd say, hang on. And I'd go out front and be like, what the fuck are you doing? But now, you know, we're rolling, baby. So hey, you see that belt hanging from the ceiling? Yes. It's in my office.
2: Ah, uh, that's what I'm talking about. See? There you go.
0: There you go. <laughs> <laughs> so in case you missed it. Did he someone... break his leg right there? Yes, he's dead. Look at the look at the ladder. He's gonna try <laughs> to climb this. No, he's not. It's all better of it.
2: Okay, it's uh Francine's on the outside, isn't she?
0: Well, yeah. I mean, the winner gets to have sex with her.
2: Oh, I do it running on this one.
0: Uh, that's what they've been been teasing. Every, uh, all the angles in this are uh, in this entire show are driven by who gets to have sex with who. So it's your, it's your kind of pay-per-view.
2: Yeah. So, so, so my question is if, if that's the angle, why aren't we showing enough of her? We need to shoot more camera shots of Francine the
0: fuck by the way another reason you would have loved steve carino he called himself the king of old school oh very good so he had like a feud with dusty Rhodes, and he's bleeding every week and he is the most tony Schiavone wrestler of this era ever and i've often said and i'm going to get some some hate tweets for this but i don't care send them steve carino was born 10 years too young if steve carino could have been this steve carino in 2011 uh, i think he would have had a bigger run Mm. on TV.
2: Yeah, I agree. not only that, you know, he's a big baseball guy too.
0: I'm saying like the, uh, the CM punk movement, which went nuts in 2011 body type wise, not too terribly different at this stage of the game though. Vince was not pushing guys who had Steve Carino's physique, but Carino was a strong promo. He was good in the ring. He could have, I'm not comparing him to CM Punk either. I don't want to get hate tweets about that. I know they're different performers, blah, blah, blah. I'm just saying, uh, at the WWE sort of loosened up what their cookie cutter, check the box type of star was at this point, they're still looking for the next John Cena and Dave Batista. They still want jacked up monsters or Bobby Lashley's or whatever. And Carino might not have had the same opportunities in 2001 that he would be afforded in 2011. Oh my God. Sandman is laying it all on the line yeah. in this last ECW show. How many tables do you think Sandman has been put through in his life?
2: Oh my God. A plethora of tables. Do you like that word plethora? Yeah. It doesn't, doesn't really fit with our, well, we'll just put another one in there. Here we go.
0: This is your last ECW world title match on pay-per-view ever. Those last two shows, man. They were, uh, collector tapes for a while. I guess I should mention, I don't even know that you know this, but there was a house show once and, uh, I think RF video sold it. I never saw it, but there was a house show where Sam man got so drunk that, uh, he sort of refused to do much wrestling and just was really not in any condition to perform, but he dropped his pants, exposed his penis.
2: Wow. It's kind of like, uh, Jake, the snake from heroes of wrestling.
0: How do you even know about that?
2: Uh, I was uh, smartened up to it on our chat. Uh, our recent chat uh, and I watched the promo.
0: Did Efren tell you about it? Yeah. How did I know that? <laughs>
2: <gasps> there's the, there's the, there's the money shot right there.
0: You know, she's going to be in Huntsville soon.
2: Uh, whoa, that's not too far away from me. What do you think we do? You think that she needs somebody there to, to drive her to the airport and back? Maybe is her husband going to be there.
0: I don't know, but I mean, you could come visit. I could take you to see her. Yeah. So this, uh, Sam gets naked show happened in Pensacola, Florida, July of 2000. Sandman came through the crowd and was noticeably feeling good. And he grabbed a little hammer and hit the ring bell several times. All right. That was sort of a sign of what was to come. And then. <sighs> Sandman starts acting like a nut and Tommy grabs the microphone and uh, does a promo challenging the heels. And he says, afterwards, we're going to go to a bar and watch Sandman get naked. Mm. And then Sandman starts taking off his pants and Dreamer tries to stop him, but Sandman continues. And then he's in the middle of the ring wearing nothing but a t-shirt. Dreamer comes over and helps him pull his underwear up.
2: (laughs) Sounds like a hell of an angle to me. (laughs) (laughs) What do you think? Did he have a brown streak in his underwear?
0: Heyman would quote. Uh, we we'll give a quote to the torch. You'd say Sandman's actions were inappropriate and unprofessional and he will face disciplinary action for him. And he was suspended, uh, without pay for this weekend and probably next weekend shows. So which I couldn't afford to pay him anyway. Right. Uh, uh, which is really a good way to look at the, the height on this ladder. He keeps going taller and taller because they keep moving the belt up. And I know. Yeah, there it I, is. Sandman, your last ECW world heavyweight champion. Wow. And he kept his pants on. So that's good.
2: Uh, what did Paul E say again? What what was his exact quote or close to it? <laughs> he said yeah, it's in, inappropriate.
0: Yeah. <laughs> inappropriate.
2: Inappropriate. ECW saying something's inappropriate.
0: We're well, not supposed <laughs> to pull your dong out. think <laughs> you think Dude, you, we're doing fucking everything else? Wait a minute. You would have been okay with, with public donging. No, I would have been
2: okay. Well, we're, we're showing Francine trying to, uh, deep throat a sandwich. We're showing Missy coming out after screwing just incredible and asking Missy, asking Jack victory, if she had sex with him. And then, so now you're saying something's inappropriate after li- putting that on the air. Come on.
0: So Sandman oh. reflecting on this world title. Yeah. He's been synonymous with ECW for so long. Of course, first being champion. I don't know, five, six years prior to this. And, uh, now the company has had all these ups and downs. They've been on national TV, action figures, video games, pay-per-view so many milestones. And this feels like the end. It's a cool moment here with, uh, one of the more iconic characters. Cause I think when you think about ECW, there are a handful of characters that are synonymous, you know, Taz, Sabu, the Dudleys, Rob Van Dam, Tommy dreamer. And of course, the Sandman, there are probably others, but you get the idea. Raven, but man, what a moment. And, uh, everybody's sort of standing around to soak it in. Right.
2: Give him each moment. I think that's cool. This is all really cool. Not going to get paid for this moment. but It's all really cool.
0: I guess we should mention that the ECW television title belongs to Rhino, but he no longer has it. It was stolen out of the locker room.
2: What, what during this era, it was stolen out of the locker room?
0: Yeah, around this time it was stolen. Uh huh. And lots of people have different theories. Mm-hmm. So, DeBaldi's coming in. Yep. And they're going to start attacking Credible and Carino. Credible and Carino keep them at bay. Sandman sets up a table in the corner. He's got some bad intentions. Let's see how this goes. All right. God, their tables.
2: That Jack, gives him a moment in the ring too.
0: Jack Victory trying to uh, shield Francine from all the nonsense.
2: God bless Jack Victory.
0: Sandman. Not participating in the brawl. Gonna let the guys handle it on their own. He's going to stand here in the crowd almost dumbfounded, just looking around like, is this really it? What's going on? Gets in the corner, has his back to the entrance, back to the hard cam, holds up the world title. Oh. And here is your television champion, Rhino, and he's ready. And he stumbled. <laughs> but then he got him.
2: Yeah, that was pretty good.
0: Now he's looking for the microphone. Oh, and he's going to say on the mic here, something like, um, since ECW no longer has TV, I don't want the TV title. I want the heavyweight title. Of course, Sandman's already dead, but he's going to agree to this match. This impromptu title defense against Rhino right now, because Rhino is threatening to kill his family. So if you don't give me the title shot, I'm going to murder your family.
2: Well, that's a, uh, that's pretty good incentive. <laughs> <yet>.
0: <laughs> Can you imagine if yeah. in 1990 mm-hmm. sting wanted a title shot from Ric Flair? Yeah. And he's like, Rick, I, I gotta say, if you don't give me the title shot, I'm going to break in your house and murder you. <laughs> Well, and then when yeah. I'm done, I'm going to beat my chest to go. Ah!
2: And again, I think that Paulie said something was inappropriate.
0: <laughs> well, I mean, again, saying you're going to kill somebody's family and then showing your dog to children. Those are different things. I know they're different things because you know, you could say, well, he's not going to really kill him, but you couldn't say that's not really his penis. That really was his penis. Hmm. Do you think Sandman's penis ever did blade jobs? I have a feeling
2: Sandman's penis. I have a feeling that one of Sandman's nuts picked up a beer can and bashed the penis in
0: the head. That's what I was going to say. I wonder if it would bash, you know, (laughs) do the beer bash deals or if he would use it like it was a cane. It just (laughs) just whacked chicks in the head with it as hard as it could. (laughs) (laughs) Yo. I wonder if he'd put a little cigarette at the tip.
2: (laughs) Oh. All right. So it's the impromptu match. It's called save the family match. Save
0: the family. <laughs> Look at this—just picking up the dead corpse and pff,
2: oh, oh, <laughs> oh! No, he's going to lose it. No, hey, first time. Fuck you, Rhino. I'm kicking out, man.
0: By the way, uh, I think he owned a, a cab company at one point. Sandman did. He did. <laughs> Can you imagine?
2: <laughs> and that's why he was called Hack.
0: Yeah. Yeah. He's one of, uh, Uh, Richard's favorites, pile driver through the table onto the floor. You know, really Rhino takes care of everybody on that. I know you make, made a big, uh, and a big gasp every time you see it, but he really is taking care of him on his way down.
2: Oh, that's good. One, two. No, (laughs) fuck you. I'm kicking out again. I'm telling you, this is where, if you really want to win the match, this is where a fucking cane dipped in Tabasco up, up the shooter right there would win it for you. One, two, three. And Rhino comes in and basically steals the title. How the fans, the fans not reacting to this too well, are they?
0: No, I mean, they don't know what to think.
2: I mean, yeah, see, because Sandban's their man, right? Kinda. And this is Cyrus the Virus?
0: Yep, from the network. From the network.
2: And the network wins. There was some good shit in this Conrad so far, And we haven't seen our uh, main event yet. There's been some very good shit. uh, The beginning of it again was just too much because you couldn't keep up with it. But from the Tommy dreamer match on, I thought it has been very, very good.
0: So Cyrus, the virus here, cutting a hell of a promo. He's challenging anyone from the back oh. to come out and challenge Rhino. And he's saying anyone from any promotion and they start playing Rob Van Dam's theme music and the crowd goes bananas cuz Van Dam is their hero, one of the top stars in ECW and he has not been here for quite a while. And here he is, he's back. That that's fucking cool. That is fucking
2: cool. They're buying it now, man.
0: I know we've talked about this. Oh, Jerry Lynn. So there you go. Rhino's going to powder. And here's your main event. The whole fucking show versus the new fucking show. Mr. Monday night, Rob Van Dam taking on Jerry Lynn.
2: We probably talked about this before. I know we have. You think Rob could have been a much bigger star had he been able to do a better promo? Has that always kind of been the knock on I don't
0: him? think he was a bad promo.
2: No, I'm not saying he was a bad promo. I'm saying a better promo, a Steve Carino type promo.
0: Just a question. I don't think he, I don't, I don't think that mattered for him.
2: All right. Because he could do a lot of shit in the ring. I don't think there was, he and Jerry Lynn both could. Boy, Lynn's looking pretty good here, man. He's looking all jacked up. Wow! Look at that. That was fucking cool. Standing switch, back elbow, hit the rope over the top, lands on his feet, and a stalemate. Ah, uh, fans are digging this, man. I think for the last ECW pay per view, this is a hell of a way to end it. And I had. I had heard this was a cage match. Is that true? Did this no. end up?
0: No. For- you kept saying that, which is why I was like, I think you're going to be surprised.
2: All right. And I thought it was a cage match. I don't know. Maybe I read that wrong.
0: You think, you, you think since it's not a cage match, maybe you read it wrong?
2: Yeah, I think I did. Cindy, Tommy Dreamer, uh, a text about watching his match. Oh. Uh, well, we've got both these guys coming up at StarCast. And uh, it'll be interesting because they've had some great matches. And already, even before this match even really gets started, they've done some great shit, haven't they?
0: And look Just at the talk- visual, though. The crowd is so excited that Rob Van Dam is there. Right. He hasn't wrestled, by the way, since uh, October 1st.
2: Holy shit. Yeah. Four months off, and he's soaking it up. And Jerry Lynn's letting him get his time here. That's good. The greatest rival in ECW, you think these two?
0: That's or- one of them. I'm not gonna say it's the greatest. I like Taz and Sabu the best, just because. Right. Sure. It's what I grew up on, so to speak.
2: Right, I get that. And I know you don't want to get Taz any more pissed off at you than he is. No, Uh,
0: He's mad 24 seven.
2: Yeah. Well, some people are just like that. (laughs) I'm married that. Oh, now Jerry Lynn. How about this man? Van Dam comes in. No one's sitting down.
0: No, everybody's ready.
2: Yeah, what's he doing here? What's the, looking at his watch all about and asking if he has time for this impromptu type match?
0: I don't know. I don't, I don't think it's that. Okay, well.
2: So we got ECW's hero fighting for the name of ECW against Jerry Lynn, who's now part of the cable network. I get it good versus bad. I, I, I understand.
0: Van Damme, Jerry Lynn, this is your second match of theirs or that you've seen or the third second, I think, I think.
2: we've had ladders, we've had chairs, we've had tables, we've had razor wire, but now we're just going to have them just fucking duke it out.
0: The, uh, newsletters at this time were saying FX was the station that was most likely to get ECW if they found another one, this, uh, reader poll, by the way, 78 people. So 58.2% gave it a thumbs up. 16.4% gave it a thumbs down and 25.4% gave it a thumbs in the middle. Everyone agreed. This is the best match. Tommy dreamer and CW Anderson came in second and the crazy tag match with FBI versus cash and crazy and whip and into that came in third, almost unanimously. Everyone voted Steve Carino, Just Incredible, and Sam as the worst match of the night.
2: Really, yep, no, I don't know if I agree with that, but but rod van Dam bleeding from the mouth,
0: hard way, by the way, obviously, yeah. So overall, who've you, you know? You've seen a lot of ECW. What are your favorite uh, favorite characters in ECW? Who are some of your favorite performers? We know you love Francine.
2: Love Francine, obviously. Uh, I love Rob Van Dam. Love Taz, really did. I just thought he, you know, he just he demoted a badass. He just looked the badass to me. Um, uh, fucking love the FBI. I just. I'm talking about all incarnations of them. Just love their shit. And, uh, you know, Rhino's pretty cool too. But I guess th- the guy that represents ECW more than he would be Sandman, right? I mean, a guy that comes to the ring with a kendo stick or whatever you call it and a can of beer bashing it over his head to enter Sandman. And the fans reacting to it, wouldn't that be the trademark of ECW more than anything else? Yep. Props, yeah, it, it props to New Jack for the crazy shit he did off the top, you know. But all that being said, all that being said, there's <laughs> look at the shit that he can do, man. God. He was so compact, too. He was so just powerful and compact, and he could do shit like that. But all that being said, to me, there is nothing like, nothing like Bubba Ray doing an interview. Nothing like it. The Dudleys and the shit and the interviews that he used to cut and the promos that he cut on fans. And I talked to him about this. They were smart fans. They were into this shit but he could still get them pissed off (laughs) that takes some talent, right?
0: It does. And you know, you've got two of the best wrestlers in the world here. This is your last one. I mean, I don't know. I just, I hate, I hate seeing stuff where I know it's like, this is the last one. It's like that last nitro. And now this last ECW pay-per-view it's hard to really enjoy either one. Cause you know, I mean, whether it was live or, or I mean, and I watched them both live, but now even on tape, it's just, uh.
2: well, that says, that says a lot about you as a wrestling fan. It really does. Uh, how much you cared about the product. Uh, and I certainly do appreciate that. I really do. I, I it made me think of the last nitro when he just said that and how, I was just fucking glad it was over, and I, there was nothing forlorn about me that night. Uh, and maybe there should have been. Maybe that just goes to show you that uh, I should have cared about. It. Wow. I don't know if they fucked up that spot or not, but that looked fucking good. It's like he cut his leg out from underneath him. He went head first on the apron. I just sent Tommy dreamer a text. Said I just watched you from guilty as charged 2001. Great shit. And fans helping him up, man. Huh? Atlas security seemed back away, but the fans and their love for Rob Van Dam.
0: They're, they're hot for Rob Van Dam. He's the, their favorite wrestler by far.
2: Oh, there you go. Expose that shit. So if he's there, uh, so they, they end on, uh, and I know it's sad, but they end on a pretty high note. Sandman wins the title. He loses it, but he wins the title, gets his moment in the ring. And now they end up with their favorite wrestler of all time. And a guy that he works with the best. Got All right. This guy's getting too. This guy at ringside's getting too into this. There you go. <laughs> Atlas took care of his ass. Did you see him? <laughs> ah, gone.
0: Atlas is ready.
2: Yeah, they are. Cool fucking match, man. Well paced, you know. Fans are like, you know, w- the reason the fans are standing here is kind of like what's go- goes on the day is like today. You you kind of wondering where they're going to end this, how they're going to end it, who's going to go over, and why. And uh, so that's what the fans are standing about now. They're not sure. Oh man, great! Oh, great job.
0: Why don't you uh, give everybody a reason to, uh, be 14 again. Give us a call here.
2: All right. Well, I hope I do it justice. Oh, a kick into the, uh, crotch, the groin area, rolls him up single leg. He's got a pity combination, but now to the bottom rope, Jerry Lynn. Wow. Almost won the match that time, but Rob Van Dam seeking refuge in the bottom ring rope. As you can tell, he's hurt, bleeding from the mouth. There you see Cyrus, that evil guy at ringside. Here comes Jerry Lynn back again to the point of attack. He'll pick him up with a scoop slam. Van Dam fell off of that, but Van Dam's still in trouble. Oh, he got a knee up into the face, caught the leg. Oh, and a spinning wheel kick, catching the leg, keeping him on the mat, spin wheel kick, sent him down, And Jerry Lynn, I thought maybe he's trying to roll out of the ring, get out of the way. Here comes Van Dam again, tumbles through, landed, one, two, whoa, he only got a two count, so close, and the fans are with him right there. Now you got to wonder, how much does he have left for this matchup? He has been beaten, well, both have been beaten, really, on the outside and down, there you go, he's got a chair. Going to bring it in the ring. Lynn trying to get up on the left side. Referee there with him. Van dam has got the chair. Going to all change the complexion of this match here now. Fix him up. A little short atomic drop that time to get him down. Here he comes. Oh, he drop kicked the chair. Right on the face of Jerry Lynn. And Lynn, can he get up? This may be it. Damn, could win it. Boy, he's calling out of the fans there, isn't
0: he? Yeah, he is.
2: Just soaking up their adulation. And I guess for the final match ever, what's wrong with it? Irish whip into the corner. He's got the chair once again. Head of steam. Jerry Lynn was one step ahead. Oh, my goodness. One, two, oh, how did he kick out of that? Whoa. Comrade, that was spectacular.
0: Everything about these guys is magic. It's, you know, this is, you know, I'm not going to go so far as to say it's flare Steamboat, but this is definitely ECW's flare Steamboat. You know what I mean?
2: Yeah. Good God. That was so great. I forgot I was calling. It was watching it for just a split second. Jesus Every time they get up on the rope you're thinking something crazy going to about to happen Fuck See that switch and switch and double switch and all that.
0: That's old school stuff, man.
2: Yes, it is. And it adds realism to it. In In a show that's been just a nothing but not, I shouldn't say, but a show that's been a lot of chair shots and table shots and just that, just that old school shit just brings it back, brings it back to wrestling. Fucking love it.
0: You know, it's, it's realism. Like you said, like you can see how exhausted yeah. Van Damme is. It looks like he's given it everything he's got captain. Sure. It's, you know, it's really hard for me and you to make fun of a good match. You know, it's, it's a, yeah. our shows are much more entertaining when we're watching bad stuff. Sure. But there's nothing to make fun of with this man. Yeah.
2: Well, exactly. And you and I, to, I think for a lot of times for you and I to have a to, to watch a show and have a good time is and we don't always have to make fun of shit. we can always whoa, fuck. we can enjoy one two, and he's in the ropes, and I think their fans are right along with us they're enjoying it as well, and I hope they are i i I enjoy going back and reliving your childhood and going back and seeing things that me as a fucking turd missed uh, and i i I enjoy all of this. And the WWE should, too, because we get people watching their network and things normally they wouldn't watch. Except maybe watch Raw or watch SmackDown and see all the shit that no one cares about. Whoa! You know what I'm thinking about now?
0: What are you thinking about now?
2: I'm probably going to go outlaw shit on you here.
0: I'm listening. Okay. Oh, look, look at this five star Frogs. Oh, fucking Cyrus. Yeah. All right. God, but, I, I never get tired of seeing him even try it. Just watching him try it's fun.
2: Who's chasing Cyrus in? Who's this? Oh, it's Joel Gardner. Go get him, Joel. Fuck yeah. Hell yeah.
0: Since the network gave him a DDT and look, he's wrapped his whole head up. It looks like a turban on his head It's a bandage. That's
2: right. I thought it was somebody with a white cap on backwards at first. There you go. Joel Gertner. Fuck yeah. So here I'm going to go real outlaw on you here.
0: I'm ready. All right.
2: These guys taking these fucking bumps, right? Probably didn't get paid shit on it. But who's making the money now? Yeah, I know who's <laughs> making the money, WNB. and it's wrong. Why is it wrong? It's wrong. It's absolutely fucking wrong. These guys... These guys should have been in SAG.
0: It's wrong. Well, why, didn't you, why didn't you join SAG?
2: I did join SAG. Oh. But what I'm saying is, is that S- <laughs> SAG's outreach should have been into professional wrestling. It should have been. Do you know when they play ready to rumble? I still get a
0: paycheck, sometimes 12 bucks. Really? Every time it airs, you get $12. No, every time
2: it airs at the end of the year, they'll, they'll gather up the whatever and, and cut me a check. one, one year it was $12, but it's, it's something, it's something. I'm just saying that all these guys taking all these fucking bumps, signed away their shit. Didn't know, love the business. Yeah, I'll do it. I'll go in. I'll take bump. I'll cut my forehead. I'll DDT a guy on a chair. I'll do a fucking spro- oh, Fuck. I'll do a fucking frog splash like this. And then guess what? Guess who's going to reap the benefits in 2019. It ain't these guys who put their life on the line. Vincent
0: Kennedy McMahon.
2: Exactly. So there. And I'm sorry I feel that way, but I know I'm right. So there you go. So we saw a great match. I just ended my chance to ever be on the network and Joel Gertner is happy. Good stuff. And why Howard. wouldn't he be happy? Yeah. I think he ought to take that coat off and, and show us his, his top.
0: His top. What are you, what are you saying right, right now? Let's see his hairy chest. No. Isn't that his gimmick? Why do you want to see his hairy chest? Because it's his gimmick. I mean, if it's your gimmick, you...
2: You're being weird. Yeah, well, <laughs> what else is new?
0: What?
3: Where? Yeah. He?
0: Are you going to say anything? Look at her.
2: I'm looking I, how can you how can you listen to a, a great old school interview if, if she's in the the shot? I love you. Carino, keep because they ain't paying attention to you. Neither you, Justin. Look at that fucking face of Tommy Dreamer. Holy shit. There you go.
0: They know how to pick the replays, do they not? Yeah,
2: they do. They they know how to pick you're exactly right. They have it. And that's, uh, that's some guys in the back knowing what the fuck they're doing.
0: So what do you think of ECW Guilty's Charge 2001?
2: Uh, yeah, thumbs up. I like the way they ended it. I like all this. Obviously, I love Francine. I, I, like the, I like, love the Tommy Dreamer shit. Uh, some of the, At the beginning of it, it got kind of too crazy for me, but they brought it back down. and Mikey Whipwreck and a red hairdo. Hack wins All that shit Chilly (laughs) Willy Nothing wrong with a porn star And there you see Hack's entrance that we didn't see Because it was cut out on the video
0: Yeah this show Without the entrance is just a little over Two hours of course You know there's probably 45 minutes cut out of the damn thing Right But I like watching old ECW with you I should have not educated it educated you as to who everybody was and just let you name guys i'll never forget when you call cronus daryl
2: <laughs> well daryl it's a good name and, and, just, there's, that, yeah. and
0: there's so many guys who actually wrestled in wcw you called their matches and you didn't remember what would you call francine's hurricane rana if you had to name it something
2: uh, uh the uh hurricane rana
0: oh okay i was gonna call it a Frankencooter.
2: That's better. <laughs> a Frankencooter. cooter
0: <laughs> What <laughs> the fuck is wrong with this?
2: Where are you, Tony? I'm stuck in the midst of a Frankencooter. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, you could be if you come to Huntsville, you know.
2: Uh, uh, I. You know what? I'd love to see her, but I probably should stay away from that. I'll make a fool of myself. I was I'd just have...
0: kidding. Come on. Uh, it's a, it's an event. You don't show up to wrestling events.
2: Oh, that's right. I don't.
0: Well, listen, I, uh, I enjoyed getting our way back machine, watching this last ECW pay-per-view together. It's fun stuff, man.
2: Yeah, it is, man. It, it was a good one. And, and I think it's great. And I think, uh, seeing, uh, me seeing Van Dam and Jerry Lynn in that final match, it's a great lead in for me to be able to, uh, enjoy, uh, their show coming up at Starcast too. I really think so. Cause had I not seen that. And had not I seen a previous match of theirs, I I wouldn't know what they're talking about. Now I have a a kind of a point to know what they're talking about. So that's cool. I look forward to that.
0: It is cool. And I look forward to next week. You've already got it picked out. You want to tell everybody what we're going to be talking about?
2: Yeah. uh, Next week, uh, we are going to talk about Russell War 89. And we're going to be talking about that because it is the third and final match of the trilogy with Ricky Steamboat, or what is considered the trilogy. Uh, with Ricky steamboat and Rick flair. And that's from Nashville, Tennessee in 1989. So, uh, you and I've seen the other two matches. We saw raging Cajun. We saw, uh, Chi town heat or Chi town rumble, whatever it was called. So now we're going to see this one.
0: Yeah. And this is a fun card. Your opening match is great. Muda and Doug Gilbert, then Butch Reed and Ranger Ross, then Dick Burnock and Bobby Orton jr. Then the dynamic dudes with the Samoan SWAT team and Paul Lee. Michael Hayes is going to be taking on Lex Luger for the U S title sting is going to be working the iron Sheik for the tv title that's real yeah. uh, and then rick flair and ricky steamboat are going to get it on for the nwa World heavyweight championship and we got special guest judges there at ringside because this is the uh the rubber match and they want to make sure they get it right and one of those judges is uh terry funk uh, we've also got the road warriors taking on the varsity club and then eddie gilbert and rick steiner are going to take on a different combination of the varsity club. So the first version is Mike Rotunda and Steve Williams in there with the Road Warriors, but it's Dan Spivey and Kevin Sullivan in there with Eddie Gilbert and Rick Steiner. So an interesting card, interesting names up and down the line. I mean, and who would have ever thought Iron Sheik and Sting actually happened? But it did, and it happened here at WrestleWar 89. And I'm looking forward to it. Uh, a lot of wrestling purists think that this is the best match of the flair steamboat trilogy from 1989. I've always enjoyed the post-match angle with Ric Flair and Terry funk. Uh, I believe it's the first time anybody ever tried to take a pile driver through a table. I know there were table spots with Harley race and even Hulk Hogan back in 86 or 87, but right here in 89, a pile driver through the table. That's like something out of ECW, but it happened all the way back in 89, which is kind of crazy to think about.
2: Wow. Ahead of its time, right? It
0: was. And speaking of time, it feels like it's about that time right now. Tony
2: Conrad Thompson is on his way to the ring, ladies and gentlemen. And as he goes to the ring, hold on. I hear something in the background. It's a siren. Oh my goodness. Here comes a, here comes a local police officer. A Conrad as Conrad was speeding, going to the ring. Oh my God! They're gonna put him in handcuffs. And out from the curtain comes. Oh my God! It's Jeff Jones, the ECW judge. He's got his gavel. He is. uh, Conrad's guilty right now. Boy, justice works quickly here, doesn't it? Absolutely. Here come the judge. Here come the judge, y'all. Here come the judge. Here come the judge. And there go Conrad. There go Conrad. He gone gone red. He don't gone, And we'll see you next week right here on What Happened When. You can catch us on the MLW Radio Network. And as always, with our good buddies on... Patron! This is L'Acutus
1: of Bourne. Resistance is futile. Promotional considerations paid for by the following. Boxofgimmicks.com. With new items each week. The official store of What Happened
3: When... Something to wrestle with, and 83 weeks. Log on, get your gimmicks, for the wrestling fan in your life. And by patreon.com forward slash WHW Monday. Join
1: Conrad Thompson and Tony Schiavone with bonus podcasts, behind-the-scenes videos, live weekly chats, and new content each week. And by LewisRules.com. Get all your t-shirts from What Happened When, Right Now. And by What Happened When Live in St. Louis. Saturday, June 22nd at 9 p.m. at Off-Broadway. Tickets available now at e And by What Happened When Live in Baltimore, Sunday, June 23rd at noon at Jimmy's Famous Seafood. Get your tickets now at jimmysfamousseafood.com. And by StarCast2, coming to Las Vegas May 23rd through the 26th as part of Double or Nothing Weekend. Go to StarCast.com for more information.